César Canadá, jodió bastardo. HBO's raciest comedy is now in syndication. TBS Superstation is proud to bring you And the City. Wait, isn't that show called Sex and the City? No, it's And the City. Well, what happened to the sex? It's all been edited so we could show it on basic cable. You won't want to miss a single second of every hilarious five-minute episode of And the City. But isn't that show a half hour long? Not after all the objectionable material hit the cutting room floor. Ah. Oh. And speaking of the floor, you'll be rolling in laughter on yours when you watch the annex of And the City's three gorgeous female stars. I thought it had four women. Well, unfortunately, none of Samantha's scenes could be salvaged. But don't fret. And the City on TBS will still be serving up plenty of racy episodes about shoes. Uh, shoes and, uh, shoes. Will we at least find out how big Mr. Big's feet are? Shh. We can't even mention him. <sighs> Tune in to TBS, the new home of And the City. It's not HBO. It's TV. Why do you know what they say about shoe size? I think that's another one of those really uh, stupid stereotypes. Oh, he's got big feet. Therefore, he must have a big uh, hands or something like that. Isn't that, isn't that uh, generally the stereotype? That's what they say. That's exactly what they say. Well, how about your feet, Josh? Well, we don't want to know. I wouldn't assume you'd have big feet. You're not, you know. I, I, have, I wear an 11. You wear an 11? Yeah. That's pretty big feet. You wear an 11 shoe? Yes, I do. Well, let's, let's not go there, okay? Hey, that means I have big hands. You know, it's really funny because... And by the way, thanks to my buddies Zisco and Ricky uh, last night. They were uh, confabulating with me for like... I, I don't think I'm going to sleep anymore. I'm just going to stay on there and confabulate with whoever can stay up late enough to uh, keep up, up, up like that. Thanks, guys. But anyway, Zisco thought it would be a really good uh, poll question to take. Is Josh a good kisser? Zisco, by the way, is heterosexual and got a very nice girlfriend, so don't worry about that. He's not the guy that's uh, after your ass. Although I'm sure there are several. But he's but wondering anyway. if I'm a good kisser. That's a little strange. Yeah, huh? Well, what would you say? Well, you could make the first vote, couldn't you, Neil? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, man, that was memorable mm, in the elevator. Talk about love on an elevator. Even Stevie Tyler never had lips like that. No, seriously, do you consider yourself... Well, I mean, how does anybody know if they're a good kisser or not? How do you really know? The woman's response? Well, that would be like if you're a good lover or not. No, know? that's not true. If you're a good kisser, then you can kind of... Afterwards, that's what she wants to do. It won't just yeah. stop there. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But even if you're a bad lover, she'll continue... If she's a good actress, is that what you're saying? Anyway, I... let's just move right along. We don't want to kind of continue with that crap from yesterday. In fact, the crap I want to talk about, just briefly, no more than two, three hours... Is this business, just just in passing, how do we get into that thing when I asked you about the fax machine and is it hooked up and they get the toner cartridge? And you said, ha, 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 like that. They did not. I have a box of six toner cartridges that I just uh, paid for out of my own ass. And after all the money I lost at Woodbine yesterday, by the way, it's a miracle I can afford these. But, I, you know, I got them so that when I need new toner cartridges, I don't have to say, oh, I can't use the fax machine, man, because there's no to because the budget won't allow us to go and buy... Give me a break. There's a freeze on spending. Freeze my fat ass, okay? God, are you kidding me? Freeze on spending. They can't afford it. So, so I spent 250 bucks to buy a nice... You've got to admit, that's a pretty nice machine. Although I'm assuming it's used, but nevertheless... Yes, it, it is used, and I, didn't it come without a, uh, a, power, a power cord, I believe? Yeah, no, it came with a power cord. No, I remember it was missing something. It didn't have, I was it didn't have a connection it, to the computer. There you go. So what about it? But it's still a pretty good machine. Yes, one. it is. 
certainly compared to that archaic piece of crap that uh, was there before that I'm assuming you're still using again now. But at any rate, and it's still sitting there, and they can't use it because the company is too cheap to afford to buy a toner cartridge for 35 bucks or 30 bucks. I would say About 30, man. 30 bucks. Makes a nice paperweight, though. Yeah. And then, see, again, I don't want to get excited about this because I'm going on vacation. One o'clock tomorrow, I'm out of here and uh, for uh, 10 days or whatever. It's just, it's just disheartening. I mean, these people would really have you believe that, they're, that they are serious about being a business and that they, we're supposed to take them seriously? That these people believe that they're still competing with anybody on any level? You call this big market radio? Absolutely. Not. Even Mono's, absolutely not. Well, I bet you he's laughing up his uh, rusty old sleeve, you know what? I guarantee it. Ho, 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 I told you. Who did Mo? You know, all that other crap. I bet he's laughing. And, let's see, what day is the 9th? Is it Monday or Tuesday? I guess it's Monday, right? Is the 9th? I believe so, yes. And that's the day the next train comes out, 1130 on Monday. Of course, I won't be around. Thank God for that. Duff, uh, she promised me this morning, hey, Duff, you fairy. that he was going to email me if there was, like, any good news in there. I, I don't care if it's good news or bad news, but make sure that George emails me with the uh, something. Okay? Okay. Sends me a, what? You won't remember that. No. Just like nobody remembered to change the pool yesterday when I was losing my ass at Woodbine and when I came back last night. Well, you night, didn't I tell me to. Because I forgot, okay? I forgot to tell you, and you forgot to do it. And everybody forgot to vote, because that's why we only have 585 votes. Well, we haven't got any more chance of making a 1,000, even though we have a full four-hour show today, than you have of walking out in your backyard and finding a million dollars in small bills and cash. And we will get 1,000 votes. I didn't win the $38 million lotto last night. I got 15 bucks, Ooh. completing a very bad gambling day. Bad. 15 bucks. Pathetic. And two people won. Uh, two people won it. They each got 19 million. I would have settled for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I would have been one of them, 19 million cash check Canadian A. So it's only 86 or 7 cents on a dollar. I still could, I, you know, I could squeak by on it. And if I would have been one of those two, do you think I'd be here right now? You guys would be pumping out a hell of a show. Believe me. You'd probably be playing some of those tapes that Fat Jolly Joe likes so much. Now we okay, just do a music in... show, huh? We just do a music show. Why does George do that? I mean, how many years? George has been doing this for nine years now. Well, why does he, he do likes that? new music and no one oh, hears it down Oh, I don't want to hear here. about new music. His taste in music, man, his taste is in his tush, okay? He likes new music. So His well, taste is in his tush because he likes music. Uh, you know, no, got, it's just that this isn't a music show. I understand what you, that. What are you talking the about? The only time he does it is like on a holiday. No, I'm not talking about that. But like, like if I say, "Hey, I'll be right back. I gotta go I'll get something." The other, and he throws music on. I'm not knocking George behind his back because I. I, I think you are. The, I say the same thing when he's there. I'll tell him that tomorrow again. I, I've told him that. We've discussed this on the air. Because if Phil Zenny doesn't have to worry about saying something right away. Yeah, that's my point. That's exactly right. Say something, you know. Say something. Anything, like that uh, hate the bird thing where the guy says, say something, you know, or no, the guy's saying, play something. Uh, instead, he throws out music. Now, at least if I played music, it would be music that I like. Not the audience, probably. Uh, old farts like me would like it. At any rate, yeah, you can tell me all you want about his new music that he likes. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard him play any music that was like I would consider music. Well, we've talked about your music taste. And, well, well, yeah, I mean, you, well, you know... 
You have you your, probably your, ta- have a- your taste in music is the music that you grew up with. I don't care how old you are. But I don't agree with that because I like classic music and old, you know, cla- whether classic rock. Uh, so you know, in other words, Low Town, like, like Chicago. You don't like Chicago. I'm able like to Motown. hear. I'm able to hear music. I can hear good, you know, rock. I can hear classic rock. You know, Motown. Like I said, you hit a point where you stopped. Am I correct? Yeah. Like, you can't hear music nowadays, because whether it's, like, the young punk thing or it's just a different hey, sound. Hey, I got news for you, man. When I was in Amsterdam and I had my two satellite dishes and all those MTV and uh, all the 80 zillion uh, video, music video channels from all over Europe, mm-hmm. I was a zillion years ahead of you guys. I mean, you know, all, all the stuff. But I never was into the rap garbage. To me, that's not music. It's, it's just, it's not my music. I didn't grow up with it. And to me, it's grotesque. It's garbage. Like Eminem. If you tell me that Eminem ever made any music, I'm going to tell you you're a crazy person. Well, he's, he's doing pretty well for himself. That, that, so what does that mean? So all those rappers making millions, does that mean that that's music? He's doing pretty well for himself. It means they have was, an audience. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, money. I'm a hip-hopper. I like some of it. I like a lot of hip-hop. It has its purpose, you know? Like yeah, a lot what of music. is that? It's uh, it's good in the clubs, you know. You get a little girl to grind up on you when the hip hop. Oh, see, here we go. Get the girl to grind up on you. Everything, everything comes back to horny guys. Hey, music has its purpose. Trying, trying every desperate angle to get the girl to bump and grind and loosen up. That's right, baby. uh, With that, and and you're the guy that says you don't like these hoes, man. See, that's what I don't understand. No, no, no. You're, you're so wrong with what I'm saying. This happens a lot, by the way. I love the hoes. Okay, (laughs) I love the hoes. Yeah, I, I just don't. Just I don't want to date him. I don't, hey, guess know. what? I love the hose too. <laughs> it all depends on what it's attached to. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, can I do one quick thing here? Because uh, we've only got four hours today. Although it's good, Let, let's continue doing this. Kill a couple hours with this. And like I told you before the show, see, I'm not a bullcrapper, as you know, and I'm not going to pretend. Oh, well, I'm I'm here because I want to like change the world on the show today and about all this other crap. Uh, I'm leaving here at 1 o'clock tomorrow, you know. Oh, wait a minute. WQAM, line one. Hello. Oh, not there. What a shame that was. I thought maybe there was a call there. QAM. Hey, Neil. How you doing, buddy? Okay, sir. Hey, uh, Neil. Music man, let me tell you, I'm 43. Chicago, one of the best groups of all time. When Terry Kapp was still with them, this newer music... Terry Kathy, hey, Terry, put the gun down. Oh, Jesus. Here, go ahead. <laughs> the newer music... You know, like he's saying, these guys are making millions, and you said, what's that mean? It's music. It just means that there's more people out there that don't know what music is buying the record. That's Amen. All that you know? Amen, Pally. Right. Stick with me, you old fart. All us old farts got to stick together. I mean, American Idol's making uh, the producers of that show millions of dollars, too. Does that mean it's a good show or that we want to watch it? I, I would say absolutely not. Do you watch it? Absolutely not. Well, why is that? They're making millions with it. Listen, that's not the point. The point is, is you stop. You're the one that made the if point. If it's a new, you making the point. You said Eminem is making, uh, doing great with. I said he's crap. doing okay for himself. He has an audience. That's something. My point is, is you don't listen to music if it's so new. So does Rush have an audience too? Does that mean he's a great broadcaster? That he's got anything intelligent to say? That he has something to offer the human race besides popping pills and being a phony baloney right wing jackass? Just because somebody's got a following doesn't mean that, uh, you know. I could have had a big following, too. I could have been a contender. Pop had Jenko. Look what I got. I got Norma. I got a silly who, who leaves me a message yesterday on my, uh, that's just what I needed coming back, losing my ass at Woodbine. And I see I got a message on my phone. I pick it up. Oh, it's Norm. Just called to say, uh, just stopping by to say hi, I thought he was going to say. You know, like, maybe he's going to start talking in my space lingo. Just go away, Norm, okay? Leave a you, comment on me to the wolves, man. He's, le- he's left me out on a limb naked. You know what I mean by that? He's left me hanging out there on a limb naked. Naked as a jaybird is what you've done, Norma. 
And don't, and don't bother me. I'm going on vacation. Leave me alone. You're the last person I want to hear from, Norma and Jolly Joe and the Beasleys. I don't want to hear from any of you guys. Just keep the checks coming and go away. Because there isn't anybody who's listened to this show for more than five minutes who doesn't know that I could have been a major contender, baby. I could have been big, huge. I could have been bigger than the freaking $6 million man. I'm not, not that I'm doing so bad, you know. But it just, it just it, every now and then I think about that. And, and why does he call here? Just to get me depressed. I'm sure he didn't have anything of any value or use to pass along to me. Other than, of course, maybe you can plug my uh, gay, uh, my fag online newspaper again. The biggest oh, names, the best normal, talent. Normal. Is Go away, Rogers, little girl. Sports Radio 560. You business. Oh, God, Neil. Right now on Access Hollywood. Status of Anna Nicole Smith's baby daughter, Danny Lynn. We now have someone else stepping up saying, I could be the father. It's my baby and it freaks me out. Lawyers sparring in front of the press until somebody can come in and prove one of these ten people we have now. they got to come in with their DNA and prove they're the father. Oh, contraire, baby. Hey, if you're the dad, prove it. I shagged her. I shagged her rotten, baby. Yeah. If he wants to be the father of Danny Lynn, take a test. Are you mad? And prove that he's a, a father. Oh, behave. Uh, okay, it's 10, 10.18 at 5.60 WQM. Let's take a look at that schedule for Thursday, April 5. Mad Dog at Augusta for the Masters, baby. Get out the green jacket. Oh, golf. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. Then we got the Power Hour with the Hank, uh, the Humpster, and the uh, Mad Dog together from 4 to 5 o'clock. 5 to 7, it's Hank uh, Solo, Napoleon Solo and Hank Solo. Hurricane Hotline, 7 to 8. Any interest in that crap? No. And then uh, 8 o'clock till 10, it's Eddie K. And then we sign off at 10 with the ESPN Radio. Here's uh, Brandon who wants to be, I think he wants to get into a verbal brawl with you. Okay. No, he just sent me an email for you. He says, ignorant. He I'm... says that Dan Josh seems to get stupider every day. Absolutely. I think a... Uh, I think what he meant to say is a fork in a garbage disposal sounds better than rap music. If you watch uh, I, rap music, I don't listen to rap music. You, can, I, can I finish reading this, please? Okay. There's only one or two more sentences here if you'll just calm down now. If you watch 20 rap music videos, you'll see the same thing. The rapper throwing money around and girls with big asses shaking it to the camera. That's it. How many songs can you make about money smoking and a hose? Is what Brandon wants to know. Go ahead. Uh, I, rap artists are like cartoon characters to me. They're just funny. Uh, I don't listen to rap music. That's not what I said. I just said some of it is good because I can hear music. I listen to rock on my own time, but I can I can hear anything. Pop, you know, old school, classic <laughs> crap. I, Pop goes the weed. I like music. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't general just listen to one, you know, genre of music. I think that's terrible. I feel bad for people that can only hear one kind. So you're saying I only like one kind of music? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying you don't like anything after whatever date it is you were cut that, off. That's not true. A lot of people are, oh, that new stuff, I don't like it. You know, I always try to hear the good stuff, whether it's old no, no, or new. You did I don't watch like Standing in the Shadows of Motown. Am I correct about yes, that? Yes, I did. And wasn't it great? It was very good. I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything else, but you did have to agree that that was great. Yeah, I learned a lot, too, because I did not know a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like how it got started and all that. And, and quite frankly, neither did I. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse. I mean, how you could say I like only one kind of music to me is so such a slap in my ugly old I face. Such a, it is so insulting to me as to be just outrageous. Okay, you're not hearing what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm making it up. I'm, I'm embellishing it because it makes it more exciting. Right, of course. Go ahead. 
No, you just, you know, I don't think that you give anything a chance that, like, if, if I were to just, like, bust out with a record, like, oh, I got a new song, it just came See, out really good. See, as soon as you said bust out, that, yeah. that, that's, for me, I tune out. My, my ears close up automatically when you said bust out. Well, shame on you. <laughs> Here's part two to your comment here. Now, do you want to hear it? Go ahead. It says, this is from Brandon to Josh. Ignorant is the uh, headline again. You're as consistent as diarrhea. Once you get it, you can't control it. <laughs> Excellent. Very well put, my friend. Very oh, well put. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Oh, I'm done, man. I, I don't need to. No, I, don't, I guess I can be the interme intermediary between. I don't want to spew out any more diarrhea, you know. No, that's right. And of course, with me, it's the verbal diarrhea. That's where I get in trouble, especially online. Yeah. Too much verbal diarrhea. Ben Harper is God, baby. Let me tell you. Let's play some music like George would do if he were here today, and probably will do between one and two tomorrow over my dead body. If he can't do one hour without playing music, for Christ's sake, especially on Good Friday, how about some good music on Good Friday? Sounds good to this old thing. See, there's one of the unsung heroes to me. Now, you saw that movie, right, Standing in the Shadows of Motown. Now, wouldn't yeah. you agree that Ben Harper was great? He did the two songs. He did that one and the Ain't Too Proud to Beg. He's yeah. great. Awesome. And that late, the, uh, the, the white chick, what was her name? Joan Osborne. Great uh, as well. I'm going to tell you. Let's see. What becomes of the brokenhearted? Yes. She is. She's so good that it's scary. Uh, You're bored this weekend, folks. Standing in the Shadows of Motown, you will read it. Then you'll find out what real musicians are all about. And real music, too. I almost think she sounds better than the original. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I was trying to say. Absolutely. Absolute freaking movie. And before I saw that movie, I wouldn't know Joan Osborne from uh, Ozzy Osborne, to be honest with you. See, now let me just interrupt her, uh, as, as sacrilegious as that is, by just saying this to you. Anybody that would call this, for example, this song by Joan Osborne, or the original by uh, Jimmy Ruffin, or was it David Ruffin? Jimmy Ruffin. Uh, and put that in the same category with the swill that you're trying to tell me is music. I would say that that, that would be like saying that a thousand dollar bill is like a penny. I, it's money. I mean, yeah, it's money. It makes a sound. So if something makes a sound, that makes it music? No, if it's good, it, I like it. Well, well, I don't care what start? genre it is. When if it's good, start? I like good it. Good rap music is an oxymoron. Anyway, you love the movie, you love the songs, and you're giving me a song to dance that I got bad taste in music. Aerosmith is bad. Would you say that Aerosmith is bad? Love Aerosmith. Would you say the Beach uh, Boys are bad? No. I, ELO, when I was talking about ELO a few weeks ago or a few months ago, and George says, oh, I didn't know you liked ELO. Well, maybe your taste in music isn't really all that bad. See, I have diverse tastes in music. I'm not like one-dimensional, you know, like, oh, well, I'm into hip-hop, man. That's uh, that's where it's at. Hip-hop blows. Okay, good. Let me put it to you this way right now, and I don't care all the punks out there that grew up with it and threw up with it. I don't care what you say. 
to me, I can only give you my taste in music, not somebody else's, not Joe Schmendrick down the street. Right. To me, hip-hop is such garbage, it's an insult to my intelligence, that anybody would even call it music. I don't completely disagree with you. I don't like hip-hop as, like, a mass, but I, I think there's some good hip-hop. Yeah. It's out well, there. I, I it's guess very I fun. There's a lot of funny hip-hop to me. There's a lot of funny, you know, comedic hip-hop that I've, you know... Or old school. I like old school hip-hop, like 80s. Oh, yeah, old, yeah, ancient. You're bust a move, you know? Yeah, bust this. Bust a rhymes. All that rhyming, jiving crap, man. It's, you know what it is? It's a tribute to stupidity and illiteracy is what it is. That, that's exactly what that garbage is. It's a tribute to illiteracy. And without getting into a racial thing, let me just say this. And, and that's also what, the, what, what sports is becoming, too, is a tribute to stupidity and illiteracy. Give me the ball, give me the ball, you know, and be as illiterate as they want to be. That, that's what jocks are, you know. It's, it's the same thing. In fact, can I like? I'll condense that whole deal. That's what that's all about. How dumb can I be and actually make a lot of money doing it? Works for me. British Prime Minister Tony Blair has welcomed the return home of those 15 British service members held in captive, captivity in Iran for nearly two weeks, and reiterated that no diplomatic deals were done to secure their release. Even the Queen didn't put out a few uh, pounds. She could afford to lose a few pounds. That bitch. Blair was speaking as British Airways flight carrying the group who were pardoned by Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad yesterday, touched down at Heathrow Airport in London today following a six-hour flight from Tehran. And they made a big simus about it. In fact, they're eating the simus right now. It's a carrot simus. I'd rather have potato cocoa myself, especially at Pesach. He said the release was a reason to rejoice, noted that their arrival home came amid news of the deaths of four British soldiers in Iraq. Oh, boy. What are they doing in Iraq? That's obviously the real question. What were they doing there for the Iraq attack, other than Tony Blair's got his nose so far up George Bush's ass that it's coming out of Bush's left ear? That's the problem. And when you got an ear, when you got a nose coming out of your ear, then you can hear and smell at the same time, which isn't all that bad. Whatever that means. We're not going to make a thousand on this poll today. Chris is going to be really depressed, and that's because both Josh and I forgot about changing the poll. Slacker. I come home from losing my ass. I get that stupid-ass message from Norma Kent on my voicemail. Oh, I'm just calling to see if I can depress you. Why, why don't you just leave that on the voicemail, Norma? I'm just calling to see if I can depress you and get you in a really sour mood, you know, which already I wasn't. Thank God for my correspondence out there, for Brandon Zisco and Ricky and whoever else was on there, until uh, almost midnight last night. Bop, 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 bop. See, that thing can be fun. I don't care what you say if you're talking to, like, rational people. If you're talking to people that, uh, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. 650 votes on there. You know something? I think we could do it. What do you think, Chris? Can we, can we uh, give it a shot? Yeah, I think we can do it. This is going to be the, this will be the true test. Maybe the truest of all. Neil wakes me up in the morning. Good morning. Neil wakes me up with a smile. With a smile, yeah. Drinking my coffee. Munching on my donut.
Hey, yo, 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 set your VCRs, mark your TV guys, and rush right out and steal yourself a TV. So you won't miss the inner city hip-hop, I'll kick your motherfucking ass rap music awards. All your favorite rap stars will be there, LL Cool J, Pop Daddy, Eminem, Heavy D, and any other artist who's got that in the name. Be sure they're all packing 40s, baby, we're gonna turn them motherfucking shit out. Uh, maybe we shouldn't use so much foul language. Man, get the fuck away from me, man. What you talking about, white motherfucker? So get your hoes to fry you up some grub and best open up six of cold ones because you don't want to miss a minute. For inner city hip-hop, I'll kick your motherfucking ass rap music awards. Hey, bitch, get over here. You want to go to the award show? Is that what you want? Well, how about you suck my dick? I may just kick your ass before the show starts, bitch. That's Thursday night on the WB. Inner City Hip Hop, I kick your motherfucking ass rap music award. Yeah, boy. You keep looking at me like that, I'm going to you up. <laughs> oh, man. Is that What's new? That? I beg your pardon? Is that new? No, it's ancient. Oh, man. I've never heard that. That's ancient great. Ancient Chinese secret. Gangster rap. Chinese invented. Probably Marco Polo. Gangster rap. We're rapping it. Anyway, let's take a look at the polls here. We'll intersperse a little of the real show, and then the rest of the time we'll argue about music with John. Brandon will, Brandon will email and rip you an ass. I don't know why. Slice you. Well, just for the hell of it. Because he can. Because he knows I'll read it all on the air. <laughs> I tell you, she kicked serious ass when I was born. And she, in fact, uh, if it weren't for George, I wouldn't have known that she was the one that did uh, What If... Uh, what was the, what's the name of the What If God song? Was One of Us. Yeah, that's right. What if God smoked cannabis? That was Joan Osborne. She's great. Yes, she but at is. any rate, I, I just—I mean, she's no Nelly Furtado, but then who the hell is she's no Anne Murray? Don't start with all those Canadian performers now. You know, when you stop and think about it, John Candy was Canadian, and uh, what's his name is Canadian? William Shatner, Jim and Carrey, Marty Hall, who? Jim Carrey, Pam Anderson, Jim Carrey. Well, hey, nothing's perfect. And uh, what about Leslie Nielsen's Canadian? Martin Short, like I said, nothing's perfect. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, I can't stand Martin Short. He makes me... Oh, he kind of disappeared anyway, but... Good, good. Here's yesterday's poll. We had 1,496 votes on this thing. A phenomenal... I bet you they were talking about this every water cooler everywhere in town. Girls who go all the way on the first date are the best, 417. Best by test, especially with a large breast. Just one will do. Like Mariah Carey, one large breast in the middle of the chest. You know, why, you know, a match set would be nice, but in her case, only one. Solamente uno. The best 417. Uh, girls who go all the way on the first date are what I'm looking for, 341. Just want a good time, 230. Girls just want to have a good time. Sluts, 146. Rare, 138. Hmm, that doesn't work out too well on the uh, FM dial, 138. I did like that Rare 109. I thought that was a good idea. Too bad I don't have So Rare by Jimmy Dorsey. You'd, you'd hate that. I would hate that? Yes. It's, it's an instrumental. It's just, uh, it's not your kind of music. Believe me when I tell you. It's so not my rare. kind of music. No, it's not your kind of music. I love that you have this, you know, envision of what it's that is. It's not even my kind of music, okay? So if it's, uh, you know, if it's that archaic, it would be like saying, do you like Glenn Miller? You know, almost. You like Glenn Miller? I don't know. Let me hear some. No, thanks. Like, like I got Glenn Miller here, okay? I'm that old. Huh? See, I hate to break the news to you, but I have a musical taste of a 64-year-old man. That's what I have. 
and because that's what I am. I'm not going to pretend to be hip and uh, cool. I'm about as I'm about as uh, hip as a cardboard box. Is that square table that they I think they finally got rid of on that morning show? Yeah, they did. Oh, they, they finally got rid of the square. You know something? That toast, they ought to take him out and fry his ass. They ought to put him in the toaster. Is that how you make toast? You stick it in the toaster? Stick his ass in the freaking toaster, or at least nuke him in the microwave for a few hours. Comes over from across the street. I guarantee you he's sabotaging him. He's sandbagging him with that square table crap. That was the worst garbage in those questions. If Martina Navartilovo would be a man, who would she look like? I mean, yeah, Abe Lincoln. God almighty. I hate this poll yesterday, only uh, 64, 4.2%. What a far cry from the one today, which they despise. I don't know who it was that sent this one today. Oh, University Dodge again. Ho, ho, ho. They hate you guys, probably because Kimba is so boring. Girls who go all the way on a first date are drunk, 59, and, of course, pleasantly drunk, as opposed to unpleasantly drunk and disgusting, 28. Well, if they're disgusting, then why would guys want to go all the way with them in the first place, on the first date or the tenth date, if they're disgusting? Unless, of course, the guy's really horny and desperate, and maybe he's disgusting, too. Don't you think that disgusting, you know, they say birds of a feather hang out together? What's wrong with that? Disgusting people doing each other. Well, could anything be wrong with that? No. Oh, here's a cute dog story. I bet you my buddy Zisco will like this if he's listening. And, of course, people are probably wondering, do any of these people that you correspond with, do they ever work? Yeah, they, they got a job. I'm not saying they actually work. Look at me. I show up every day here. Do I really work? Not really. Anybody who thinks this is a soft touch, trying to entertain this crowd in South Florida every day, 31 years and a month. And then uh, how many shows did I figure we had left? 455 less all the vacations. And actually, about 20, I'd say. This is in Ease Summit, Missouri. I think there's a letter missing off the, uh, the beginning of that. Well, whatever it is. Who never heard of it anyway? A Boston Terrier named Mickey, who disappeared four years ago from a suburban Kansas City backyard, was found in Montana and reunited with his owners this week. Four years ago. Is that enough to make you cry? It's pretty nice. Cher Jaraz and her daughter Carrie Mitchell thought they had lost Mickey forever until they received a call from an animal shelter last week, 1,100 miles away in Billings, Montana. How do you like that? And you know what the first thing was that Mickey said when they brought him home? What's that? Eisner! A microchip on Mickey helped the Billings Animal Shelter return him. Well, those microchips are great. Sometimes they're a little slow. <laughs> oh, four years. Some lady from the public walked in the back door, said Crystal Ward, office manager at the shelter. She found the dog running up the street. She tossed him to me, and that's how it started. She tossed him to me. Well, well Boston Terrier is a little dog. Yes, Ward said she called Avid, a company that makes microchip identification systems, and was given the name of vet Veterinary Clinic in Lee's Summit, Missouri. I called that vet clinic because they were the one that should have a record of that chip, Ward said. I gave them the chip number, and uh, the woman kind of started screaming, screaming, when she uh, got the news. She goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is that a Boston Terrier? Oh, my God, it belongs to Carrie Mitchell. Oh, my God. She used to work here. Oh, this isn't even the lady who owned the dog. This is... Wow. Ward called Mitchell and confirmed the dog was Mickey. After she talked to Mitchell, her mother called, and they were just beside themselves, Ward said. One million times for Neil Rogers. He's in his aisle. What the hell did that have to do with it? Uh, the family said he looks different and doesn't remember his name. His teeth show signs of wear and tear. Poor widow Mickey. Only Mickey knows how he wound up in Montana, and that's fine by Mitchell, and he ain't talking. We're happy to have him home, she told KSHB-TV in Kansas City, after Mickey caught a flight home. <laughs> after Mickey caught a flight home. Isn't that quaint? I love it. I just hope whoever was taking care of him, I hope they were glad that he's home, she said. 
Well, maybe he was just running for the house. I, I've over the years I've read all kinds of stories about there was a dog in somewhere in Wisconsin. I think he showed up in Green Bay at, at the owner's house, scratching on the door with bloody paws. He walked like a th- he he he. They they lost him on a, a camping trip somewhere. You know, out like in Nevada or Arizona somewhere, and he he walked to uh, the house in Green Bay. Now, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, and it, he didn't even have a mat. He's got a he nose, man. Huh? He's got a nose. He had a nose for uh, what he was looking for, just like you do. you got a nose for it. Not that you're looking for that, but nevertheless. Look at that. British troops to reunite with their families at the Royal Marines base. Look at that. They're all got those uh, those camouflage outfits on. Sailors and Marines. All those are Brits, man. All those constipated Brits. And I still say that one guy don't look too bad. Hey, welcome him home. Terrible. Disgusting and faggy. Neil, you better stop with that fag stuff on the radio. You're going to lose touch with the audience. Yeah, touch this. That's my response to you. 19 before 11. No ball game today. we got a whole four-hour show. People are really P.O.'d about those Marlin games, those ones that start like at 1230 with a pregame show. And somebody made a good point. Why do they need a half-hour pregame show? So they can put a lot of spots in there to try to make back all the money that this station loses. They lose their ass on the Marlins every season. They lose their ass on it. Neil God. Darn it, I told you, don't bother me while I'm in here. Arthur! Hello? It's Mickey Mouse! Oh, Mr. Mouse, good morning. How are you? What the hell are you doing to me? Uh, uh, Nothing, sir. You're freaking killing me! No, I'm not. I got David Kelly calling me every three minutes! Why did we move the practice? Sir, you you told me to move the practice. I didn't tell you anything. You must have misunderstood me! No, sir, you said move the practice to Monday. Hey, hey, listen, buttwipe. I'm the boss. I make the decisions. You take the heat. Right. You move the practice. Okay. I... How are we doing with it anyway? Oh, man. Hold on. Right. Remus. <laughs> yeah, boss. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm on the phone, Remus. Hi, oh. sir. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. What was your question? I'm telling you, I'm going crazy over here. Between David Kelly and now Michael Jackson calling me every three minutes, I'm going to go out of my freaking mind. Hold on. Rebus! Get here, you boss. Stop it, Rebus! I'm falling the floor, boss. I'm falling the floor, Rebus! Rebus! <laughs> One fist in my hand, Rebus. That's your penis, boss. My other hand, Rebus. Oh, that's a phone, boss. Right. I can't hear anything, Remus. Stop sawing the floor. Sorry. Hi, sir. Sir, sir, the moves are working out very well. The practice is fourth in its time slot and moving up. Fourth in its time slot? Christ, are we even beating the WB? Barely. Oh, my God. The Michael Jackson thing was a rating success. Of course. Hold on a second. Remus. <laughs> what the hell are you doing with a harmonica, Remus? Well, don't play it, Remus. I'll jam that thing down your throat. And get that bluebird away from me. Oh, come on, bluebird. <laughs> I'm allergic. Eisner. Sir, over 25 million people saw... Shut up, Eisner. Listen. Uh, yeah. You see me, what I'm doing here? Uh, uh, sir, you're on the phone. I know I'm on the phone. Do you see what I'm doing? Use your imagination for crying out loud. I'm moving my hands up and down, side to side. I'm the puppet master. I say it, you do it. Now Fox is going to air all the stuff that you cut out of the Michael Jackson interview. Uh, but, 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 sir, you told me to edit out all that stuff to make him look like a Puppet master, me. Idiot. 
Before 11 and Q, we got a natural layer, and that's in honor of that poor little Boston Terrier, Mickey. Isn't that cute? Yes. Well, we're, we love dogs on this show. Okay, that's just the way it is. And, of course, when you work for the Beasleys, you're going to the dogs all the time. Oh, what the hell was that? Do you see that guy just jump off that building? Where the hell is that? It looks like in uh, some No, but I want to see that. Huh? Anyway, getting back to this, we got 710 votes on the poll today. Now, what do you think, Chris? Is confidence high to get that 1,000? 710. We'll get it. Yeah, I think we will. By the way, I think Brandon's got the hots for you, Josh. But there are a lot of guys out there that want you bad. Well, I mean, he's so obsessed with it. He said, uh, he said if you wonder why he, uh, he's ripping you, listen to, just think about all the things you've said this week. And today's only Thursday. We've got another day to go. Of course, you've got George on there with you tomorrow. Or, no, that's right. You're not going to be on with George. No, I won't. This is my last It'll day. George and Chris. The, uh, wait, wait a minute. This is your last day? For the show? Yeah, he's leaving QAM. No, no, seriously. What do you mean for the show? Who's working from? Oh, that's right. George is on all day tomorrow. Damn it. <laughs> oh. now, now, see, they're going to take that the wrong way. The, what I mean by that is it's so much more fun arguing with you. I mean, George, you can't even argue with George. I mean, George is like it, it's like arguing with a boulder. You know, it's just he's immovable, intractable. It's, it's hopeless. I would gladly, here's the poll today, 714 votes. I would gladly work extra hours to avoid blank. And they hate it. You people at University Dodge, I think you're trying to sabotage the show if you ask me. I, and it's not just I hate this pool. There's one, two, three, four, five. I hate, 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 hate this pool. 273, 38.2%. That is, that's almost 40%. Hate it. They're really pissed off and fired up about it, I'll tell you right now. I gladly work extra hours to avoid going to the dentist, 91. Entertaining out-of-town company, 76. Spending time with my in-laws, 71. Going to a Marlins game, 61. Going to visit out-of-town family, 58. Going home to the wife and kids, 43. Going to a Panthers game, 34. And going to my kids' Little League game, only 7. I mean, what self-respecting guy don't want to go to his kids' Little League game and then bitch out the umpire and all the other players in and act like a lunatic, especially uh, hockey games? 720 votes, and so we need 280. Oh, we got it. We got it made. You're right. I don't know what I was so... I, I was just, you know, not all that optimistic when we started. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing, pal? Okay, sir. Listen, I got a real quick John Candy story. In 1989, I was working for CBS Sports, and he was at the Super Bowl, and he was waiting for his limousine to come. So one someone says, stay here for about a half an hour and see if he wants anything to eat. I go, John, do you want something to eat? And this is like between planes, trains, and automobiles and Uncle Buck. So I bring him two, two hot dogs, a soda, and a bag of chips. says to me real quick, hey, Pally, could you bring me five more hot dogs? Now you know why the guy imploded for meeting. Can I call someone a douchebag, please? See, we can't even say that anymore. He wanted to call somebody a Those are the old days, buddy. I had to dump him. Yeah, that's back before Joyce, man. You can't call anybody that no more. You can call him a douche, just not the last half of the word. Isn't that pathetic how far we've come down? And that's not because of the FCC. That's because Joyce just makes it up as she goes along. There's nothing wrong with that word. And uh, this, this is what we're up against. Pop had Jenko, I got normal, okay? I'm being flagellated from all sides, you know? 
I got the local uh, self-appointed censor who's been for 20 years trying to destroy my life and my career. I got Joyce who's doing everything in her power to make sure that we fail, and she's doing a hell of a job on it. I got Jolly Joe Bell who walks around totally indifferent because the billing is good and the numbers on the station are like invisible. And uh, other than that, everything is just great. And then I got people poshking around with our uh, MySpace stuff. But other than that, we're a kicking ass. And what did that guy just say? 720 on the poll, man. We'll get to 1,000. Just relax. Take a pill. Like Anna Nicole and her kids, take a pill. And if that don't work, take a bunch more pills. Take a whole bunch of prescription drugs. Just shovel them down there. Swallow them like they're a bunch of M&M's. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a little secret, okay, that probably nobody else in the world will tell you on the radio or any place. Even like in a phone booth, they won't tell you. Anybody who doesn't like Motown is a communist, okay? I would agree. Did you know that until I just revealed that? No, I, uh, that's what I learned today. Not even 11 o'clock and you're learning already. No extra charge. Now, didn't he just die, Gerald LaVert? I think he did. I do believe he did. That's bad. But he, oh, and speaking of John Candy, there's a clip that they play here. They show all these different Canadian performers on these clips on some of the channels. And the one is with John Candy. And they show him where he's being interviewed. And he's saying, uh, it was always other people that were more concerned about my weight than I was. Yeah, by the way, he is dead. Who, Gerald LeVert? Gerald LeVert, yeah. Yeah, he, no, not that long ago. I remember we were uh, commiserating about that. That's bad. He's, he's great. That's him, by the way. Died in 06. That's Gerald LeVert. <laughs> And you know what he was? He was also big and fat. Now he's dead. Like they said in Fatso, the good people are the fat people, and the fat people are the dead people. Oh, jeez. Only the good die fat. Remember that? Only the good die fat? Mm-hmm. 733 votes on the poll. And I'll admit, that's our second bad poll this week. That's amazing. Well, you know what? Before you go on vacation, I mean, didn't I tell you before the show today that my mind is already across the pond? My mind isn't, my mind isn't on this stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm getting paid to do a show, and I'll do a fine. I would say so far we're doing a spectacular show. Now, look at this stuff that Charlie B. says. Who should succeed Bob Barker as host of The Price is Right? I mean, Charlie, you know, seriously, your, your, your intentions are great. You're a good guy, I'm sure, but, oh, brother. Now, would you put that poll on there? Who no. should succeed Bob Barker? And then he's got another one here. Uh, Neil, remind me while we're up here on the ledge of my balcony about to jump. Is it A, B, or... Oh, man, Charlie. I do like this one, though. The first thing I notice about a person I'm attracted to is their blank. I like that one. He's got a whole bunch of good choices. What's oh, the first thing I just saw that guy falling off... The... Oh, he fell on a little... Uh... Hey, what do you mean a little thing? They got a big blow-up... Yeah, uh, big... I like thought a he big bed. fall into his death Like a water a bed. Yeah, he jumped down and he fell into the water bed. Oh, geez, they pulled it out of the way just last second. Surprise! <laughs> Psych! Too bad. 7.38 in the pool. We got a 1,000 made in the shade. No problem. And we got no Marlins game today. Good reason to be in a good mood. This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? 
This Easter, some stations will give you candy. Some stations will give you cash. But not this station. Because this station is going to give you a chance to redeem the sins of all mankind. That's right. We're going to crucify you. Nail you to the cross. Be a big hero. Start your own religion. Even have a little magnetic dashboard statue made in your image. Just be the tenth caller when you hear this sound. And we'll send a bunch of angry Romans to drag you up, tie you up, and nail you down. If you've got a hammer and nail, we'll put you up for the night. This station accepts no responsibility, for we know not what we do. Redeem the sins of all mankind. Get crucified. Keep listening for your chance to win. It's 11.02, and the good news is that we had a little bit of snow overnight. It's all melted now. It's just about all gone. That's the good news. The bad news is it is freezing, but nevertheless. Here's some exciting news for you. Clemency Board votes to automatically restore felons' rights. Just in, only moments ago. Most felons released from prison will have their voting and other civil rights nearly automatically restored under a rule approved today by Republican Governor Charlie Yay. Chris and the State Clemency Board. You fairy! All but the most violent felons would avoid the need to get on a long list for hearing before the board, which sometimes take years. The board voted 3-1 to one with Attorney General Bill McCollum and other Republican strongly objecting. Chris has made it clear since before she, uh, he was governor that he was in favor of making it easier for felons who have done their time to vote. He pushed the measure forcefully and rejected McCollum's assertion that it was welcoming the worst of the worst back into society too easily. After somebody has served their time, Chris said they should get their rights back as a matter of justice. I guess he doesn't understand, does he, that for justice we must go see... Don Corleone. Right? Doesn't anybody know that? Even a child knows that. Well, what do you expect from uh, the governor who's gay, busy with his boyfriends? Still, Chris plan was a compromise, carving, carving out murderers and other violent felons who would still have to either go before the board for a hearing or at least be subject to review. Voting with Chris for the plan were Republican Agriculture Commissioner Charlie Bronson. Oh, Charlie Bronson, I love that show. And State Chief Financial Officer Alex Sink, a Democrat. As in, think or thwim. That's what your governor says. Think or thwim. You know you're gay, Governor. Okay, now, so what do you think about Charlie's poll about... Now, I know, I'm sure we've done this before. I mean, let's face it, that's why it's so hard coming up with new polls, because we've done about 80 billion of them. We've done them all. In fact... Oh, and you know something? Wasn't it yesterday? Yeah, Eric is right. If you, if you click on View Current on my uh, stats page, it refreshes much faster. Thanks, Eric. I think he probably... Yeah, he took that down. He figured I could remember from one, from one day to the next. Thanks a lot, Eric. Even this old man can remember that. 749 on there. Even on a crappy poll like this. We got 1,000 made, I, I believe. <clears throat> what do you think about this one for tomorrow? I'm for, yeah, for tomorrow. The first thing I notice about a person I'm attracted to is their blank. I like that. Now, I, I, I would vote for a face immediately. I mean, you know, face. Yeah, first thing, I would say the same. Even with chicks, it would be the face, not the boobs, not the ass. Oh, I scroll right down to the ass after that, but, yeah. You scroll down to the ass. I would, well, isn't that, isn't that uh, charming? He scrolls right down to the ass. I give you the, the old up-down. The first thing I notice about a person, now let's see, we probably should add on here, one thing he doesn't have on there, basket. I'm sorry? A tisket, a tasket, can I take a look at your basket? That's what fags do, that's where they look, okay? I mean, there's nothing else, in the, in the, you know, there's nothing else on here that would be in that category. I'm just telling you, being the fag that I am, that's a place that gay men look at other guys. I mean, it's natural, isn't it? Sure. Not that they're going to see anything unless the other guy is highly aroused. But at any rate, the first thing I notice about a person I'm attracted to is their... Here's the list he's got. Abs, arms, breasts, boobies. Oh, bulge. 
Well, wait a minute. Now, the bulge, I guess bulge counts, huh? Yeah. So I can, I can, I thought basket is much uh, more subtle. You know, a tisket, a tasket. Can I uh, take a look at your basket? Oh, look at Easter eggs. All right. Two of them. Bulge, butt, clothes, eyes, face. Oh, face. Even to me, somebody that's like maybe not got the greatest body in the world. I'm not talking about somebody like uh, spazzing spaz there in High Lee. With all due respect, he sends us a lot of good stuff. He just weighs like 9,000 pounds. <laughs> well, no, I mean, in other words, he could have the best face in the world. In addition to which, people who are really obese almost never have a really great face because they're, all their features are distorted because of the fat. They have fat cheeks and about 14 chins, you know. Every now and then, you'll see a, a young person, male or female, and you can see that they have the makings of a really beautiful person if they would lose weight. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But nevertheless. And who am I to be going around saying, hey, lose some weight? And they would say back, hey, you fat old queen, get out of here. And get away from Bastard Robbins while you're at it. I did not have any ice cream yesterday. I was too busy losing at Woodbine. Oh, man. Uh, a face. Feet. You look at their feet. Oh, that's terrible. First that's thing. Hair. Hands, hips, jewelry. Oh, yeah, if you're on South Beach, you got to check out if they're wearing 40 pounds of jewelry. Legs, shoes. Oh, they better not look at my shoes because I'm not wearing no socks. That would not, It's a good thing you didn't put socks on here because I don't wear any. I refuse to wear socks. Ever? Against my religion. Oh, wait, that's right. You said like cuts off the blood or something? Yeah, I get I get like marks on my ankles, and it's bad for the circulation. And uh, when you're diabetic, you don't want to be cutting off the circulation to your feet, man, or pretty soon they're going to like chop your feet off. Uh, uh, shoes, shoulders, smile, teeth, or I hate this pool. I, I like that. I think we got tomorrow's pool licked right there. See that? How easy that was? Very easy. And today's pool, we got 753 votes already. WQAM line one. Hello. Don't take my pool, Neil. WQAM. Hello. Hi. Those uh, shows George did about eating ass were excellent. Good. WQAM. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. The reason they look at the feet is because of the, you got the bigger feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we already been through that in the last hour. That's old news. Ancient news, okay? We talked about that in the uh, 10 to 11 hour. It's already 11.07. Oh, and go back go back and uh, eat some more of that uh, toad in the hole or something, will you? Get out of our face. Go back to Britain. Give me the Schmitz when I hear from those Brits. 753 votes on the poll. That's not too shabby. And you notice once again there, with one, one flick of the yellow button there, I eliminated uh, both of the uh, previous ones. How do you like that? Perfect. Although, you know, once Chris was explaining to me this new delay system, uh, it would have been nice if somebody in engineering or somebody would have been, you know, advised me about that since I'm the one that's sitting here and really, uh, you know. Although Chris is the one responsible because he's on the board. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is that what they told you? No. So if I play something and you let it go and you don't catch it, I mean, there's many a time that I'll dump something you don't even you're not even aware of it. Like what the hell did I play? Uh, I think something yesterday, and he did the a hole word in there, you know, right toward the end, right toward the ass end of the bit. And I thought, oh boy. And then you were now, did you uh, bleep it out? Me? You were just told me to not worry about bleeping anything because you or him always catch everything. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what Josh told you, huh? No, George told me that. Yeah, but George ain't there this week until tomorrow. Yeah, so it's all on your shoulders now. No, it's all on Josh's shoulders now. Boy, he's sure taking the heat today. 765 votes. I'm not going to read that result until uh, much later in the show. I'll just give you the numbers. So was that our first actual, semi-actual call on line one in like two years? 
That wasn't that wasn't uh, a real call. That was uh, well, it was well. We actually no, it was call not. Well, you know exactly who it was. Yeah, but well, someone calling on line one. How's that? No, here's another one. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. There's a real put call. You, yes. Put Jay Giles song on there. First, I look at the purse. What is it? First, I look at the purse. The purse. See how much yeah. money you got in that purse. Yeah. Okay. All boring. Right. Okay. Well, there was a real call. Right? He was boring. He tried. And it was very weak. Very, very lame. You look at the purse. And if it's the queen, though, you look at the purse to see if she's still carrying around that silly little handbag that she's always carried for the last 400 years. The queen. And then if it's a, if it's a guy who's a queen, then you look at his purse. I have a woodbine purse. It's uh, fairly empty at the moment. WQAM, hello. Good morning, sir. How are you? Okay, sir. Good. Listen, uh, the, the poll you're talking about for doing for tomorrow, was that... What body part do you look at, or what? It's what a, it I, says, can I read the question that Charlie sure. B. has advanced to us? It says, the first thing I notice about a person I'm attracted to is their blank. Oh, because I, I was kind of thinking, instead of using, um, what was the term you came up with? Um, basket. In, instead of basket or uh, bulge. bulge, I was thinking of a compromise selection. How about package? Yeah. All you look at their package. All depending on what store they bought it in, yeah. Also, did you mention hands? Uh, yes, it's on there. It is on there. Very it's good. right below here. And, of course, if there's too much hair above the hands, then it's, uh, forget about it. It's probably the uh, Geico caveman. A little, bit, a little bit. Either that or Ron Jeremy, one or the other. See, I can say that now, now that that, uh, that show is over, that sex show at the uh, Beach Convention Center. Always a little reluctant to start ripping him too bad when he's in the copy. You know, go see uh, Jenna Jameson, and Ron Jeremy will be there. I'm sure all you guys want to go meet Ron and see how a guy that hairy and fat and ugly uh, ever got all that ass. You know, just just amazing. You can ask him about it, and I'm sure he'll tell you what a great stud he is and how he did this one, he did that one. I think he did Al Goldstein, too, a few times. Probably for money. 700 and... Uh, <laughs> of course, you know who was having to pay whom. Oh, there's Rob. Speaking of that, there's Rob Marciano on there. On CNN. Now they're shooting him from very far away. They put him back in the weather, uh, in front of the weather map. 768 votes on the award winning poll, which means by the end of this hour, it'll be like around 850 ish. Not even close, not even to sweat, not to worry, Chris. Chris was getting a little bit uh, bent out of shape. Now, did they actually bring you guys food today, or it was just duff, uh, talking crap? No, they brought in some uh, chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. We're going to call and Tony's. And what is it always uh, that George is eating? Uh, grouper fingers. That, oh, man. Grouper fingers. Well, what is that? Well, you don't like fish. I mean, but it's breaded. It's Anytime fried. you say, you know, you know what's really good? What's that? What's the stuff that they used to bring us from the airport restaurant there, which I'm sure is probably out of business or something now? Maybe it's not. From the, uh, was it Perry Airport? And uh, they used to bring us in those breaded, um, like jalapeno, oh, those jalapeno poppers. Poppers, yeah. I've had they're very, yeah, they're good. Man, are those things good with the cheese inside? Mmm. Man. You know me, I reserve my most enthusiastic <clears throat> for very special things. Right? Okay. I mean, some, some people like Mark Foley, she's like <clears throat> for the most bizarre reasons. Of course, I do that too. Poor Anna Nicole, she had one doctor wrote 11 prescriptions. Think Elvis when you're thinking that. See, this is music, man. I agree. And of course, I want to point out to you, it's not a racial thing. See, the hip-hop thing, because there's white rappers, as you know, like Eminem, who, uh, you know... Is yeah, that's it. To... What? No, I mean, there's like two... There's I a think. whole bunch of white rappers. Really? Two of them. No. Yeah. Vanilla Ice. Well, Vanilla Ice was like in the 89. How many white rappers are there now? 
I don't know, maybe two? Well, that's my point. So it's not a racial thing, the fact that most of the rappers are dark-complected, because the dark-complected folks are the ones who made the best music ever. Make no mistake about it. The best music ever. So it's got nothing to do with race. Black people have got rhythm, baby. They can make the best music. The problem is that now they're not doing it because they're into this whole gangster rap, like that bit that we played before and certainly won't be playing again anytime real soon. Really? I thought it was pretty funny. I was going to hey, make hey, a request Hey, again. listen, I'll play it every hour if you want. I'm easy. Sounds good. And I think I just knocked that thing down on the audition line. Now, that was also not good. See, once in a while, I get so excited and carried away. You get a lot of it. Have you ever turned on the radio and said, that song makes me sick? Well, now, KO Pectate Records presents songs that make you want to throw up. Doctor, doctor, gonna up chuck on you. I got a case of stealing On songs that make you want to throw up, you get Sting. A complete Barfarama. And who could forget the classic? Puke, 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 puke and hurl. Puke, puke, puke and hurl. Puke, puke, puke and hurl. Puke, puke. You know you make me want to buy my groceries. Pukin' to the pukin'. Songs that make you want to throw up. Okay, 11-18, they're making a big deal out of this. Mitt Romney's third behind McCain and Julianne in the latest uh, CNN Republican poll for president. And, of course, what does that tell you? That they have a very weak field. That's what that tells me. If Mitt Romney could be number three, that's the best that they got. And then, of course, there's always Nudie Gingrich, you know, and uh, Fred Thompson, and this one and that one, and uh, to- Tommy Thompson, cheesehead, you know. Another personal message for Josh from his close personal friend, Brandon. I'm, I'm positive you guys are going to hit it off. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, he's by, so we can, you know, you can bring the Russian girlfriend just in case. I'm all set. He says, I think I liked it better when Josh just sat there and didn't say much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, see, I liked it better. Those that Was it two days we went? Yeah, two days. It was Monday and Tuesday, wasn't it? We went through that crap where I was losing my mind, hearing, bah, ooh, ah, like that. I liked it better when you both showed up those days because I couldn't hear what you were saying anyway. I mean, the Tuesday, it was cutting out for like sometimes three, four seconds at a time where you think you've actually lost the line. Now, did anybody ever say anything to you guys about, well, we discovered it was in the line or was, uh, there was a pigeon took a dump in the, uh, the frazzlator. Did anybody ever tell you what it was? Did you really have to ask that? And the answer, of course, is no. Because no. that, that would require some follow-through on the part of engineering. Or it would require an admission on their part that, well, I guess it wasn't up there with Neil's stuff. And, you know, the engineer, the Toronto engineer, who's a great guy, and really knows his stuff, Greg, when he was here yesterday, he said, he said to me, yeah, he said, it's pretty obvious, uh, you know, there's nobody in there messing around. The stuff, the stuff looks just like the day we installed it, like we put it in there five-plus years ago. Because there's nobody here to mess with it, see? As opposed to QAM and that's to it. And that's another reason I don't want to do any shows there. It's not that I'm antisocial and I want to come in and embrace you guys and give Josh another big kiss and stick my tongue down your throat. It's not because of that. It's because every time, every time I've come back there and done shows there, it's a disaster. The overhead, the volume is all screwed up, and, and everything is messed up. And then, of course, that thing with the on-off switch on the mic that George finally, after about four years, had them fix, you know. But now we got line one working again. There's the dial tone to prove it. Hear that? All right. All right. See, that only took, what, two and a half years? 
These are the same people who pretend to be big market broadcasters and they, they can't afford, they can't even go into petty cash and buy a toner cartridge to get that all-in-one uh, fax machine going. And it's a good machine, too, Mon. i got two of them right here, same model, <clears throat> same deal. Too bad you uh, can't enjoy how, much, how well that thing works, you know. One doctor wrote all 11 prescriptions for Anna Nicole, like I said before the break. Think Elvis. One doctor authorized all 11 prescription medications found in Anna Nicole Smith's hotel room, most of them in the name of the Starlet's Companion, according to documents released by the medical examiner's office yesterday. More than 600 pills were missing from prescriptions that are more than five weeks old at the time of Smith's death, although it was unclear if she took all of them, according to information obtained by the A&P through a pubic records request. Dr. Joshua Perper, that's the guy with the goofy head, you know, he's got that uh, bulge, he's got the little... Speaking of, uh, yeah, when I see him, I look at his bulge. He's got a purper head? I look at his bulge, the only problem is it's on top of his head. Broward County's medical examiner said all the drugs were meant for Smith, though they were prescribed in the names of others. A probe, and in fact, you, I, let me tell you this. Any guy, and I could be wrong about this, but like if you walked into a shopping mall and you see a guy who's wearing jeans that are so tight, you can actually, you can discern a bulge. That guy is gay. Straight guys don't do that. Am I right? Yes, you are. That guy is definitely gay. He's trying to show his goods to the world, okay? He's like, uh, it's like, you know, when you go fishing, you use bait, you know, you put on the end of the hook. That's what he's using. The old swish and bait. At any rate, Dr. Perper said all of the drugs were meant for Smith, though they were prescribed in the names of others. A probe by the Seminole Police Department agreed with Perper's assessment that Smith's death was an accidental over, uh, overdose. There was no foul play. But all the 11 prescription medications were authorized by one doctor. Information released by Perper's office shows eight of the prescriptions were issued under the name of Howard K. Stern, the Playboy model's lawyer-turned-companion. Two were named for two were for Alex Katz, though it was unclear if that was an alias or the name of someone connected to Smith. And one prescription was under the name of Smith's friend and psychiatrist, Dr. Christine Erosevich. Oh, I like that name. Erosevich traveled with Smith to Florida, where she died. And the medical examiner's office said she authorized all the medications found at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, where the reality TV star was found unresponsive February the 8th and pronounced dead later that day at a hospital. Unresponsive, like a zombie. Ever shop there, Abercrombie and Zombie? I do like that catalog, though, Abercrombie and Fitch. That's because I'm gay. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, in other words, uh, you wouldn't like that catalog either. There aren't some hot chicks in the Abercrombie and Fitch catalog. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, I don't know. In other words, you, would, you wouldn't even look at it. I, it's not my kind of clothes. Who, who looks at that catalog for the clothes? I, meaning you I don't people, look at the catalog. You're looking I don't... at the people in there who've got the least amount of clothes on if you're smart. Calls to Erosevich were not returned, but it'd be, but it would. Perper said two other doctors also prescribed Smith's drugs, though those were not found in her hotel room. Because information on those drugs was turned over to Erosevich, not through the course of the authority's own investigation, Perper said part of Smith's medical file is not a public record. Well, 11 drugs, uh, powerful sleeping, let's see, it's got a list of this stuff. Powerful sleeping aid, coral hydrate, the medication blamed with Tipping the balance in the toxic mix of uh, drugs and causing her death was prescribed January 2, and about two-thirds of the bottle was gone. The records show that Smith had three prescriptions for muscle relaxants in her hotel room, two for carisoprodol caruso and one for methocarbonol. That sounds like something that comes out of your uh, uh, car, doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't that what you commit sausages with when you go in the, uh, huh, carbon monoxide? Methocarbon uh, monoxide. Under the brand name Robaxin. 
Some 415 of the Carissa Prodol pills were missing from their containers, as well as 33 of their Brovaxin pills. I can't imagine why she croaked. The records also show 62 tablets of the anti-variety drug Valium were missing from a prescription less than two weeks old at the time of her death. She was popping pills like Rush, baby. Popping them. 79 tablets of the anti-seizure medication Topamax and Clonopin, and at least two dozen diuretics, antibiotics, antivirals, and potassium supplements. That's Colotopin. What did I call it? Colota. K-L-O-N-O-P-I-N. What did you call it? Colotopin. Colonopin. There's no D in it. Colonopin. Are you starting to, like, uh, do the correcting routine now, like George? I'm just helping you out, man. Colonopin. Why? Do you take that? I've taken it's an anti-seizure medication. Why do you have seizures? No, it's. Uh, I, I didn't take it for to help out with a seizure. What did you take it for? To get banged up. Perper said, despite the huge quantity of drugs, it wasn't clear how much was ingested by Smith herself. Perper's autopsy found she was also taking the strong painkiller methadone, the anti-anxiety pill Ativan, and the muscle-building, weight-reducing agent human growth hormone, but none of the drugs were found in her hotel room. She was, you know, she had a lot of spare time, and so she was popping a few here and a few over there and a few hundred over here. People will keep popping pills, man. Seven hundred ninety-two votes on the poll. What I tell you, by the bottom of the hour, we'll have eight hundred. We got a thousand luck today, in spite of uh, Chris's negatory attitude at the beginning of the show. I didn't think we'd had any chance. Well, I knew. I, huh? Well, I knew. Well, I mean, generally, you can gauge it when you've been doing this long enough. You can gauge it by the number of votes we have on there. When I sent my ass down here around eight fifteen, and it was like five hundred something. I thought, oh man, I was getting like Eric. Whoa, you know, like you know how Eric gets all hysterical. Well, you know. Now, do you and Eric ever confabulate anymore on any kind of Internet uh, issues? or? No, not really. Oh. <laughs> Those were the days, man, when everybody was, like, uh, raising their hand, not, who's at fault with it? Who screwed this up on, on our website? And one day it would be Eric, one day it would be Josh, and now you're not even involved in our fine website. What do you mean? I do the stories every day. Like I said, you're not involved. And, and I only sent you, like, how many yesterday? Like Five. five. By the way, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Seriously, I turned my computer on last night, and I was like, ooh, thank God for Woodline well, Wednesday. And you, know, you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll get, let you in on my, uh, my mentality. Please do. No, seriously, I, I came back from Woodline, and the first thing I did was change the pool. Right. Because I, I saw we were behind the eight ball in that. Well, what time then, is this, by the way? Huh? About you the, have a long uh, run last night? I would say around 7 o'clock. Okay, not so bad. And then... I started sending some uh, additional stories, a couple of them, and I was going to go like Smirking Chimp and a couple of other sites I use a lot, and then I saw that I had messages on there. Like I told you, my, uh, between Brandon and Zisco and uh, Ricky, they kept me on there till almost midnight last night because, you know, now I'm like an overgrown child, and I spend a lot of time on MySpace and your place and in your face and instant messaging like, uh, like an overgrown uh, teenager, like the world's oldest teenager. Listen, I think that's a great idea. You should put all your energy into content. <laughs> Commenting on these people. You know, go over your friends on the Neil Rogers Show profile. If you haven't talked to them in a little while, just start writing them. You know what I'm saying? So, I, And then this morning I say I only sent you five stories on there. That and people was... are thinking, gee, what kind of... That Josh must have screwed up again. Sometimes I feel that life is passing me by. Sometimes... I feel that people don't want to smile. Boy! Then 
when I turn on my radio, it makes me smile like a child. Neil Rogers on my radio. Neil Rogers on my radio. Oh, yeah. My doctor told me I needed surgery. I said, Doc, is that your final answer? Got a TV show in New York, Jack. And unlike Kathy Lee, I'm gonna be back. But first I have to bypass my arteries. Baby, now Dick Clark can fill in for me. Because Regis Philbert's got a clogged up heart. A bunch of doctors looking at my chart. You fairy. They're gonna have to spread my ribcage apart. Oh, God. Regis Philbert's got a clogged up heart. Don't worry, folks. I'm not going to wither away and die like America's got talent. No, no. I've got a great reason to live. Kelly Ripper promised to give me a sponge bath. <laughs> oh, chest pains. Just kidding. <laughs> Here's another one. He's going to die on the air. I'm positive of that. 26. And how much more does he need? You know what? His limited talents have made millions and millions and millions and millions. How much more does he need, for Christ's sakes? These guys with their big egos, you know? Yep. I don't get that. Oh, and here's another caustic message for you. I think we can have like a side show here today. We can have two shows for the price of none. Brandon says, I wonder if Josh has a bucket next to him to catch all the cra- all the crap coming out of his mouth. Oh, man. I think you guys are having your first spat. <laughs> and since you aren't responding, since you're silent, we got a fax that's uh, intended for Brandon. Brandon's doing his own show today. He's not even on the payroll. It says, Dear Dumbass Emailer, meaning him. And this is from a musician. Yes. Red of the Groundhog. Yes. We like Red. He sends us his music. He's very good. He says, There is good and bad with every music. I listen to rap, but I hate the songs on the radio. Just like most pop rock songs aren't as good as the album cuts or underground groups. Josh has a point. You listen to music, no matter what category, and you judge it. But no, Brandon, you're a closed-minded idiot, says Bread of the Groundhog. Well, see, everybody, let's have a big brawl, baby. Let's have a big fist fight about it. I want my music, Nurse Ratchet. That's what I want. An 18-year-old pleaded guilty to try to hire a hitman. Oh, boy. I mean, it's one, I know you go into a panic when you knock up your girlfriend or uh, some chick. It doesn't have to be your girlfriend, anybody, you know, an acquaintance, somebody on the street. But this is carrying it a little bit too far, I would think. An 18-year-old pleaded guilty to trying to hire a hitman to kill his ex-girlfriend's nearly full-term fetus and was sentenced to more than six years in prison. Charles D. Young received 76 and a half months in prison Tuesday after pleading guilty to first-degree solicitation to commit manslaughter. State law, this is in Vermont, allows for such a count when a viable fetus is the intended target. Prosecutors allege Young, then 17, offered an undercover agent uh, officer posing as a hitman 3250 bucks last October to injure his estranged 17-year-old girlfriend so badly that her fetus would die. Oh, I see. Young was arrested after a classmate learned of his plan and went to police who arranged to have Young and the undercover officer meet, Prosecutor John Troberg said. Young told the officer in a recorded conversation he didn't care whether his former girlfriend survived the attack. Uh-huh. But a bing. That's how you do it. You want to get rid of that fetus? That's the way you do it. Bing! You blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. That's right. Young of Suncrest, Washington, northwest of Spokane, apologized to the girl and her family at sentencing. I apologize. 
Young, who learned of the pregnancy after breaking up with a girl, initially expressed interest in raising their child, but later told his ex-girlfriend he wanted nothing to do with the baby. His attorney, Bevan Maxey, said his client is an intelligent young man who got bad advice. I guess he got bad advice about several things, one of them being birth control, it would seem to me. But I didn't get too much good advice, and neither did the girlfriend, by the way. They have all these amazing things. They have uh, pills, and they have shots, and they have condoms, and they have diaphragms. They have all of these, uh, all of these wide variety of things. So I don't really have a whole lot of sympathy for people that, well, you know, you know what they say. In the moment of passion, people get carried away, and they don't, they don't think with their head. Not the one on their shoulders, anyway. You've heard that a million times, haven't you? Yeah. I'm sure that Josh's girlfriend is on the pill. Damn right. In fact, one of my other close associates uh, told me, well, he's on vacation, so I don't want to kiss his ass on the air, but a few days ago he said the birth control pill is the greatest invention ever uh, of all time. Oh, it's up there. And he told me that when he was 19 and his 16-year-old girlfriend was late uh, a couple of weeks, he was having a nervous breakdown. Uh, like, uh, and then, of course, luckily for them and for him, it turned out just to be a premature evaluation. I would gladly work extra hours to avoid 812 votes. I guess I'll have to read these. Huh? Oh. We apologize for another bad poll today. Hey, listen, vacation's coming tomorrow at 1 o'clock. George will be with us tomorrow. I just mentioned that in passing for all his fans out there and for those people who would love picking on you. See, I don't know if it is so much that they love you, they love picking on you is what it is. Now, what's that, that means they love me. Oh, yeah. It's a love-hate thing, you know. I would gladly work extra hours to avoid, and then I hate, 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 hate this poll 38.5%. 38 rhymes with hate, 313. Going to the dentist, 107. And I'm sure Chris now realizes that we got the 1,000 licked easy. Easy. See, another one just came in, 813. In fact, if I click that where it says view current, 813, uh, same thing. I would gladly work extra time to avoid spending time with my in-laws, 84. Entertaining out-of-town company, 81. Going to visit out-of-town family, 67. Going to a Marlins game, 67. Going home to the wife and kids, 49. Going to a Panthers game, 37. And going to my kids' little league game, still the same seven sour pusses. Those are those seven who voted for that, their kids I feel really bad for. You know, you can pick your nose, you can pick your butt, but you sure cannot pick your parents. Huh? Sometimes I feel myself. Just keep stinking, stinking, and 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 in this little room, I heard a big boom. When I turned around, could not see whom. And made the air here smell just like a tomb. It was the crack of doom, and showing no perfume. We got a toxic emission, like a macro ignition. Open all the doors here, that's what I'm wishing. Can't get the smell out, can't get the hell out. Pull the window up and jump down now. Can now we draw breath, turn and blow a mirror. Run away northwest, east, south. Somebody, somebody, they know they did it. Got sticky, cause they fought it. Yeah, they fought it. Yeah, they fought it. Somebody fought it. Somebody fought it in here. Somebody fought it. You smell that? Somebody fought it in here. Somebody fought it. Hey, somebody fought it in here. I think we ought to play that on the show every day. It's kind of a, uh, a very verbal protest to the whole Joyce business and uh, J Jolly Joe Bell. This whole obsession that the Beasley's have with farts. 
There's fart sounds on kid shows, on commercials, and everything, all over the place. Not trumpets. That, that, let's get serious. Speaking of my great taste in music, let's see. The music that you like is the music that you grew up with, you know, like the first 20, 30 years of your life. That's the music that, you know, that, that's what you care about most. I'd like to hear you deny that. I, I won't. You don't like the grassroots? That was okay. Well, what do you mean it was okay? It was okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty. Oh, I shouldn't have said that tomorrow's bad Friday. Can't be good Friday when you get nailed to a cross. There's nothing good about that. Yeah, this is good. Maybe the most underrated group in the history of rock and roll music, the Grassroots. Oh, excellent stuff, man. I mean, it's no, uh, you know, it's no big uh, daddy. <laughs> or, or P. Diddy or Duddy. See, that's another thing about the artists back in the day. You know, they didn't keep changing their name every five minutes. Like P. Diddley. Never Bo Diddley. Anyway, you know, we can argue about it from now till the cows come home. You like what you like, and I like what I like. Yeah, I like music. And the music, too, right. 831 votes on the poll. Let's see. Oh, yeah, easy. What did I say, 850 by the top of this hour? Man, I'm telling you, I got this thing down to a science now. I got it licked. And this is a pretty good poll, too, that uh, where did this come from? University Dodge again. Boy, there's somebody over there who's definitely not doing any work any day. But I do like this one. We'll save it for, uh, oh, wait a minute. Like I said, I'll save it for my pile. I'm not giving George any of these. Don't, don't give George any of these. Okay, I will. Like I said, don't give George any of these goggles or your ass is grass. No, this one's pretty good. It says, something I claim to hate but secretly enjoy is vanilla ice cream, the Jerry Springer show, the Neil Rogers show, Neil's polls, homosexuality, Republicans, Democrats, religion, country music, rap music, masturbation, or I really hate this poll. How do you like that? I like it a how lot. Can anybody, how about anybody claim to hate masturbation? What, what is that I was mean? just going to say that. Yeah, that, that sounds interesting to me. Well, 835 votes. It's one thing for people to claim that you know they don't do it, but it's another thing to claim that they hate it. Oh, that's disgusting. Ooh. I remember Alice Rantel once said that. How disgusting. I think she was looking at a picture of... Uh, Sean Cassidy, when she was saying it, too. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I a question of why you don't like sports anymore, but... Do you think uh, I got a question about why you don't get a life. Why don't you get a life with that bad, phony voice, Reverend Jones? Why don't you get a life? Go away. Die. Maybe you could elope with... What's his name? What was the guy's name that uh, had the girlfriend or the wife or whoever calling I can't... I keep forgetting his name because nobody ever heard of him before. See, you, you guys both forgot it, too. Yep. Good. After posting his resume on an online job site, CareerBuilder.com, Corey Andrew was contacted by an Army recruiter about a job. The email exchange between Andrew and the recruiter, Sergeant Marsha Ramode, oh, we had this story the other day, but this has got a lot more on it, quickly turned hostile when Andrew revealed that he was a homosexual. 
You are definitely unqualified, wrote Ramod. Now take you, take you gay self back. This is the illiterate crap that she wrote. Now take you gay self back to someplace else. We do not tolerate gay people like you in any part of the military. Her response was appalling, Andrew told CNN. The email exchange grew more heated with Ramod suggesting that Andrew should go back to Africa and do your gay voodoo limbo tango and wango dance. Wow. That's always good. That's got the report here. The email exchanges between Sergeant Ramode and Corey Andrew sent between February 27th and March 1. Sergeant Ramode, my name is Marshall Ramode. I'm the U.S. Army recruiter. I saw your resume on Career Builder, and we have lots of vacant positions in logistics, administration. If interested, please give me a call, my toll-free number. Andrew writes back, awesome, sounds great. The U.S. military has so many vacant positions and opportunities, I had no idea. I'm seriously considering contacting you. One thing, I'm not up on current politics, but since it's 2007, I'd imagine also that I'm now able to serve in the U.S. military as an openly gay man, right? Ramode, well, if you gay, we don't take you. You are considered unqualified. If you gay. Oh, if you are gay, I see. Andrew, wow, unqualified to serve my country just because I'm gay? It's because they think I might all of a sudden desire one last kiss for my fellow a male soldier if ever facing death at the hands of the enemy in a foxhole, isn't it? Funny, the U.S. government doesn't mind taking my gay dollars every tax season or out of my paycheck every two weeks. I'm stunned that the U.S. Army could afford to be so choosy when I see sergeants on my school campus and in the local shopping mall begging teenagers to enlist. Ramon, you are definitely unqualified. Now take you gay self someplace else because we do not tolerate gay people like you in any part of the military. Take you gay self. And if it bothers you paying taxes, then migrate to another country. And if it bothers you about the U.S. military recruiting, then you go tell the Board of Education. And if you don't like the recruiters recruiting in front of you high school, then complain to the President of the United States, or better yet, try complaining to Mayor Bloomberg and see what he has to say. You should thank you military people for what you do so that you can live a free life in this country. Freedom is not free. Andrew says, before you go on waving your flag all over the place, let me first inform you that as an African-American whose ancestry is most likely more deeply rooted in American history than yours will ever be, I respect the millions of soldiers fighting to protect my rights every day. But just so you know, these rights include me being gay. I applaud servicemen and women every day for their role in our country's protection. However, for you and the government to deem homosexuals unqualified to risk their own lives and defend their own freedom as well as their country's freedom is moronic. Remote writes back, oh, I forgot to let you know that, yes, you might try to kiss a soldier in the foxhole, so that is a no-no. Andrew, your living proof that don't ask, don't tell is a fallacy. You initially rejected me without any consideration whatsoever of my integrity or abilities. This behavior is at the very core of the discrimination that's plagued the USA for decades. You should know that I never had any intention of joining the military. I simply wanted to have this discussion to prove a point. With over 2,500 cases of anti-gay harassment acts against gay soldiers, including bashings and murders, for you to say the U.S. military only takes straights is delusional. Remote writes back, you head off to the gay land of people who have no morals and get rid of yourself. Personally, I think being gay is disgusting and immoral. As an, as an African, have no place to say your roots are deeply rooted here. My roots are much stronger than yours. You were brought here being uh, your willpower, whereas my roots run from the Native American Indian. I have more rights here than you, and my roots have been here ever since before the Americas were discovered. You take your gay ass off someplace and go to some other country and badmouth the military. Take your ass back where you belong, not here. Andrew, clearly with your limited vocabulary and poor spelling, the Army may have been the only option you had in life. Granted, there are highly intellectual people in the military. You're just not one of them. Native American history, you're so proud of and researched their position on homosexuality. They're very tolerant and accepting of homosexuals, believing that the inner spirit is true to itself in its nature. They're less tolerant of fools than they are of homosexuals, so take that to your next rain dance. <laughs> Ramode writes back, you go back to Africa and do your gay voodoo limbo tango and wango dance and jump around and prance and run all over the place half naked there and practice your gay morals over there, and that's where you belong. 
I'm reporting you as spam and adding you to my block sender list, so I don't have to hear from you again, she'd be saying. All right. The American military, hard at work, baby, to protect all of us and to keep us safe from the evildoers. Because it's hard work. Every time we're together, your love is moving like lightning through me. Oh. It's such a beautiful feeling. <coughs> Never hearing goodbye said to me. Oh, Lord, heaven knows how much I love you and how much you show. Like I said in the last hour, anybody who doesn't like the grassroots, communista. Tell you that right now. Like I said, one of the most underrated groups in Josh says, yeah, it's not bad. It's okay. It's all right. No, it's good. still a freight train. I mean, it's not that gangster rap that, uh, you know, all these punks are going to do. That gangster rap that you might call music and everybody else would say, why? Anybody over the age of like 10 would say, what you be talking about? You know, gangster rap my ass. 843 votes on the pool. Boy, did I say 850 by noon? Am I, am I as sharp as a matzo ball or what, huh? especially at Pesach time? And don't forget, everybody, tomorrow's Good Friday. you got Easter Sunday coming on Sunday. Get the bunny rabbits out. In fact, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be uh, doing it like rabbits over the weekend. Now, of course, being in Amsterdam over the weekend, you don't think I'm going to be doing any, any kind of activities like that, do you? I sure hope so. See, when you get over there and you see it for yourself, and, and I, I will grant you, I, I'm a little burned out on it because there are times when you go there and there aren't a lot of tourists, which will not be now. It's going to be packed now. But when you go there, like, well, you know, it's my own stupidity going there like at Christmas time or in February when the weather is really nasty and bitter and dank and cold and uh, dripping. And, oh, in fact, there's a lot of dripping going on over there, and some of it isn't from the sky either. But that's what happens if you're not careful, man. But you would walk around there. You'd be, you'd be like a kid in a candy store. I can just see you. You'd leave the Russian girlfriend at home, and you'd go wander around in that red light district. Oh, what I? And you'd go window shopping, and it was on the hot. See, there's two different red light districts. There's one where they have like these um, kind of like Aunt Jemima, kind of like uh, looking fat broads in there in the doorway. Uh, I wouldn't be at that one. No, you, that's by the old church. And then there's another one there over by uh, where Al Goldstein's apartment used to be. And, uh, wow, kid in a candy store, you'd be window shopping. I'll take that one and that one. Morgan, it's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. I share about this idea, you know. I'm very heterosexual. <laughs> I am. I've always been involved, if you know what I'm saying. If you want a hit TV show, Queer is the answer. Yeah. Oh, 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 be a ballet dancer. 
1202 at 560. Gay. WQAM. Uh, 856 votes right now. When I say 850 at noon, man, oh, man, of Shevitz. Boy, I got all, I got the right one. I got my Morgan David right over here. My Morgan David. Just in time for Pesach, baby. I, I still, it's just, you know, all the religious stuff drives me up the wall, as everybody knows. But but the idea that because somebody tells you to eat a certain kind. Here, this is the day you eat a filter fish, okay? Don't eat any bread today. Eat a filter fish. Yeah. And be sure and wipe that slime off it before you eat it. Do you ever have that white fish, gefilte fish? No. Of course not. Go ahead and don't eat gefilte fish, not if they're smart. Any more than you would eat matzo. You'd have to be an idiot to eat matzo. Anyway, your close friend Brandon writes back. He says, and then this time he's siding with you amazingly. He's all over the place. You guys you guys are so silly. You really have some classy listeners meeting the facts. You're the guy from what was the group again? The, um, the Groundhogs. The Groundhogs. He says, one of the few and probably only, well, the only times I'll ever side with Josh. Well, mark this down. Rap music was back, back when, back in the day, was okay. But for at least ten years, it's been the same crap. Songs about money, drugs, and hoes. And the beats and pretty much the lyrics are exactly the same in every song you hear. Want to call me closed-minded? What about that punk who will kick a girl to the curb after having sex with her on the first date? In essence, you basically use her and move on. Real nice. And he says, he'll hang you while you order toners. Order a couple more buckets. Buffy says in the pu- puking, I'm sure he's saying. After the early 80s, they stopped making music, okay? I don't want to sound like some dated old fuddy-duddy, but that happens to be true. After the 1980s, they stopped making music. And they just started out pumping a same bunch of crap. You don't like this? Nah, it's a little gay. What? It's a little gay. It's gay? Gay. I'm going to tell you right now, that song, Still the One, is, is legendary. It's, okay? right. it's been used in the Zinian commercial. Yeah, I'm tired it's, of it. Uh, you know, you're what? A little tired of it. Oh, I didn't ask you if you were tired of it. I'm asking whether it was a great song or not. And oh, it's a little gay. It was good. It's a little gay. <laughs> yeah, I got something that's a little gay. I bet you do. <laughs> Maybe I do. Eight hundred and fifty-nine votes on the poll. Oh yeah, let's get the crow back on here. That's that's when we started going south on this station when we lost the crow. And of course, oh, don't, don't, oh don't, yeah, don't. mowing the crow. I think I think that would be a hell of a morning show with mowing the crow and and no more bow. That's bad. That was bad to say that. Now let's see who's on tomorrow. It says it says Kenny and Bo Morning Show, but I heard Gildy again this morning. Now is that is Kenny still on jury duty or something, or what's the deal with that? 
Um, I don't know. You don't know? No. What about Chris? Does Chris know? Um, I'm not sure. I think it was at some, uh, what is he at the uh, stadium again? He's, uh, oh, an announcer conference or something? At least that's what they said this morning. Well, listen, I'll see you guys uh, after my vacation. I'm going to go out to a fat people's conference at the uh, Rogers uh, Stadium, the one they named after me. It used to be the Sky Dome. Now it's the Rogers uh, Center. Well, what does that mean? He was at an announcer's conference, so he wasn't doing the show? That's what they were saying this morning. Woo, man. And I wasn't going to ask because I really didn't care. Because you really didn't care. Well, I'm sure that a lot of other people feel the same way. Uh, Hal Brown on uh, Capitol Hill Blue. Well, we don't. We, we had the great Doug Thompson one yesterday. He don't want to do two in a row. He he keeps moving around like Osama, you know, he to avoid detection. And I don't blame him. Hal Brown says Bush's talking points are making me sick. He says I love being a columnist, but it means I have to listen to Bush and his laugh dummies, repetitious verbal diarrhea again and again and again to come up with new ideas for things to write about. You might think a therapist could handle hearing illogical statements without getting in a tizzy. The words coming out of the mouths of Bush and those privileged characters who Karl Rove allows before a camera spin a convection with as much substance as cotton candy drive me to distraction. Unfortunately, what comes out of the Bush machine is neither sweet nor pretty. Like cotton candy, though, if you consume too much, you're going to get sick to the stomach. Unless I keep up with the news online and watch lots of interview shows, I won't have anything to write about. So I end up being on the receiving end of the same unctuously unreal talking points again and again and alas again. Unctuously, I love that. There can be classic examples of big lie off told as most believed dictum, like if we don't fight them there, they'll follow us home. Or small nasty character revealing lies like Bush, Dan Bartlett, and Dana Perino all suggesting that the only reason the former platinum-plated Bushy former Bush Cheney campaign chief Matthew Dow turned against Bush was because he was having an emotional reaction to his son going to war. Dowd, as most of you know, told us during the New York Times on Sunday, ex-aide says he's lost faith in Bush. Both Bartlett and Perino imply that Dowd's disenchantment with Bush might be due to personal reasons and emotions, noting his personal journey. Here's part of a press conference with the acting press secretary, Dana Perino. Question, personal journey, which was used yesterday as well as on TV, it seems to be implying it's really all about him. It has nothing to do with any legitimate disagreement with the White House. Ms. Perino, no, I think he has a legitimate disagreement, but I also know that he has some personal hardship. Question, is that related? Is that relevant? Ms. Perino, I don't know. I don't know, Matthew. And question, why did you bring it up? Ms. Perino, well, I think that he brought it up in the article. I think that's relevant. And I think that it's true when you have a parent who's going to see his or her son or daughter heading off to war, in a war that is where we are fighting a very determined enemy in which Congress is not fully backing the troops, it would be a concern. And I'm just not going to judge him. I'm going to allow him to have his views and wish him well. So perhaps anyone who defects from the Bush camp must have emotional problems. Mommy should wash out Dana's pretty little mouth with soap. Bush echoed this in his press conference on Tuesday when he said, this is an emotional issue for Matthew, as it is for a lot of other people in our country. As I understand it, it's obviously intensified because his son is deployable. Three people, same damn egregious talking point. Don't tell me that this shabby, no downright mean-spirited explanation doesn't have Karl Rove's despicable fingerprints all over it. This is the talking point, and no doubt all the bullies at the White House hope that because doubt is an unknown, his public defection won't have an impact on those who still support the president. There was some refreshing news for someone being driven bonkers and often nauseated by the same old talking points in Bush's news conference. Thanks to a brave reporter who asked Bush how exactly did he see terrorists following us home, we had a chance to hear a new version of Bush's most shop-worn talking point. I think Rove must have finally told Bush that his depicting al-Qaeda terrorists literally following deport, departing troops to the U.S. had become the punchline of jokes on all the late-night comedy shows. 
So he finally gave a less fanciful answer about not providing safe havens in Iraq for terrorists to train for missions. I could argue about how likely it would be for al-Qaeda to gain anything more than a public relations victory if we left Iraq defeated, finding that there were far better places to train and plan the next attacks against the West. But my point is that at least Bush didn't blurt out his knee-jerk talking point. At least he didn't say, cut and run. He even corrected himself once in the press conference, first saying Democrat Party and immediately saying Democratic Party. Yeah, I love when they say Democrat Party. Mm. While many of the Bush talking points seem to have had their intended propaganda effects, none were creative, flip-floppers, stay the course, support the troops, progress, surge, and of course we have the new word, emotional. That's like me, man, emotional. See, most people don't realize that I'm an old emotional uh, queen. Didn't know that, did you? Oh, I did. How did you know that? Well, I, I think you probably knew it from the uh, Jacob episode, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think that's when I got started being emotional. Like, like last night, for example, I was emailing with my uh, buddy Zisco on there, who's a good guy. And I'm not saying I sat here crying and sobbing like, like a woman or something like that, but I, I wrote him some uh, fairly emotional stuff, you know, about what a good guy he is and about how he you know, brings people out of doldrums. and he, He's just a, a good guy. Now, there's nothing wrong with saying that, is there? No. See, that, that to me, I mean, I realize that guys like you, you're on there because you're trolling for her to get laid. You know, if you're going on those places, that's what you're looking for. And there are a lot of guys, uh, you know, looking for other guys doing the same thing. That's, that's not my bag. I, I, I'm not into this whole cyber sex, cyber trolling. It's a waste of time. Yes, it is. I prefer the whole, the real hands-on experience. Just like you with your Russian girlfriend, okay? You don't want to look at her through a uh, monitor somewhere. You want hands-on. Am I correct in assuming that? Yeah. Hands-on, baby. That's where it's at. But there are some nice people on there that you can, you know, you get involved with. And, of course, sometimes they're not who they claim to be, which is depressing and distressing. So you have to be a little bit cautious. But nevertheless. So I'm, you know, an, an emotional old queen. And I, I don't make any apologies for it. There's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> 869 votes on the poll. We'll be way over 900 by 1 o'clock. We'll have 1,000 easy. And Chris will let out a, a gasp. A gasp of relief. I didn't say a gas. I said a gasp of relief. I can imagine if Chris let out a gas. I think I can just see Josh running down the hall now. Stop making music. Now, that's just my opinion because that's, uh, you know, those were the years. That's the, the old man opinion, man. That's an old man opinion. And I don't make any apology for it. That's my opinion. That's my taste. And Brandon says, by the way, he does, He stopped siding with you as soon as you said still the one was a, um, what did you call it? Gay? Gay song? Gay. Yeah. He said you're an idiot. 
Well, I just I just want to end my life. Really? Well, listen. I think uh, Chris has got the fully loaded pistol in the other room. Pass, pass that pipe. Pass that thing. Okay. Oh, guess who died? Eddie Robinson. I know that. Yes, I did. See, the only problem is, again, Eddie Robinson means different things to different people. There was a fat Eddie Robinson baseball player who played first base for the Yankees back in the 50s. Eddie Robinson. Great slugger. I bet he's been dead for a long time. I'm not sure. Maybe you want to Google that. All right. Because the ex-grambling football coach who won 408 games in his 55-year career, he died. Oh. To his last day, it says he was always battling something. There was the institutional racism that surrounded him, the piddling football budget that he and his coaching staff subsisted on, a predominantly black grambling state, and ultimately, the Alzheimer's disease that took his life. He was 88. Oh, that's old enough. He had been fighting that battle for a long time, said former grambling quarterback and Super Bowl MVP Doug Williams. It was one of the many battles he fought in his lifetime. Robinson died Tuesday night, not long after being um, something or other. I, I, I hospitalized, I guess, because the story chops off right there. My bad. He's dead. Does it really make any difference if the story chopped off? Not really, because even if I read another paragraph or two, he'd still be dead. Damn it. 876 votes on the poll. By the bottom of the hour, will be at 900. We're going to go way over 1,000, Chris. Now, did you Google Eddie Robinson, the baseball player? Yes, I did. He and? was on the Yankees in the 50s. Is he dead? Haven't found that out yet. I don't know. I'm, I'm on baseballreference.com. Why don't you go to, like, uh, Wikipedia? Well, let me do that then. Calm down. I'm, I'm, as calm, I'm as calm as could be, and you want to know why? Because it's almost 1230 already. Tomorrow I'm getting out of here at 1 o'clock. I'm going on a nice long vacation for about 9 or 10 days. I, I couldn't be any calmer if I was, like, sitting at Woodbine and passed out on the floor. Ship me some of the good stuff up there, man. Huh? Ship me some of the good stuff. Ship? He, he did say ship, didn't he? Because the first time you said that, it sounded yeah, like said something else. I meant huh? to. <laughs> I'm sure that you said ship. Yes, I did. Some good stuff. What word did you say? Yeah, exactly. Even Larry can hear it. Even even snapping the suspenders. Looks like he's still alive. He's still alive. How do you like that? They hit him with five shots. And he's still alive. I got to find that drop. Now, who was that under? Salazzo? Still alive. Still alive. They hit him with five shots and he's still alive. That's bad luck for me, and bad luck for you if you don't make that deal. Hey, man, you tell him, Salazzo. And by the way, there's another one for you. You'll like the veal. It's the best in the city. He wasn't that bad of a player. He was okay. By the way, he was only with the Yankees two years. Yeah, I know that. But, but being a Yankee fan as a kid back in the day, that's when I remember Eddie Robinson. There was Joe Collins and Johnny Mize and Eddie Robinson. Uh, in fact, uh, Johnny Mize was another big, fat first baseman. Now, Johnny Mize, I think, is a Hall of Flamer. Like that dumb frog Denise Pot fan. Oh, ho, ho, there's a, you gotta love Eddie Belfort. That was really great. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, right. Really great getting a stupid penalty for going out there and acting like some kind of a jackass. And Denise, let me tell you, one of the reasons that there aren't any Panther fans is because they put a moron like you, a dumb frog on television, uh, allegedly broadcasting the color on a game. Telling people, you know, I can't blame them for throwing all the crap on the ice. Ho, 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 yeah. I think that Jolly Joe Bell and Denise Potvin will make a fine pair. Those two. You ever see them together? Same guy. Just he does the frog routine. Remember Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Yes. I think he drinks the Ventum from a uh, bufo toad. I love that Ventum guy. He's, he's, a, he's a panic. You can hear the Ventum coming from his voice. Yeah, there's a lot of dummies out there, Brandon. You're right about that. But that's uh, what I do for a living. You know, I talk to uh, some real... 
rocket scientist. In fact, listen to the call someday if we ever take any more. 881 votes on the poll. I would gladly work extra hours to avoid. I hate this poll. 330 down under 38%. 37.4%. I would say this is the worst we've ever had in the history of the show. Do you think I'm wrong? Uh, I don't Can you know. remember a poll where we had almost 40% hate the poll? Not off the top of my head. Of course, it does say hate five times. I hate, 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 hate this poll. 330. Going to the dentist, 123. Spending time with my in-laws, 94. Entertaining out-of-town company, 83. Going to visit out-of-town family, 77. I'd gladly work extra hours. Avoid going to a Marlins game, 70. Going home to the wife and kids, 54. Going to a Panthers game, 42. Or going to my kids' little league game, 8. I, I think the poll is not all that bad. I think the choices suck. Do you think that could be part of the problem? WQAM, hello. They've been ringing for an hour, probably. QA, not there either. Whoa. Not, what's going on with the phones there? No, I, I did that. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I got a suggestion for a poll. Um, sports oxymorons like Florida Panthers playoff team or Miami Dolphins Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, good. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Love okay, sir. Uh, just two quick comments uh, about the rap. There's one letter missing in front of rap, and that's Crap. C. <laughs> yeah. The second thing they left is, out the C, baby. Crap. <laughs> the second thing is, uh, what do you take on them uh, British people coming over there, over here, over there? Excellent call. i got to get you the, the South Park, the latest South Park. The one about swillery? Yes, because it also had to do with the British and... Yeah, uh, Her Majesty. Oh, really? The Queen? Yes. I think I know probably more about queens than you do, but that's beside the point. Oh, I would definitely give you that. Although George, of course, he, he's the expert on that. And one, one thing about George, like I said before, that, that's why it's impossible to have these kinds of discussions with him, because he is adamant. In other words, there's the truth, and then there's George's opinion. There's nothing in between. That's from where my ass sits. Oh, look at that, 34 degrees here for the high today. Oh, boy, it's really toasty, eh? The good news is that all that, I say all of that, we had like about a half a centimeter of snow overnight, which is like not even enough to fill half a thimble, and it's, it's all gone. Oh, thank the Lord for that. Because on, uh, on the, what is the day today? Fifth, fifth of April, we're not supposed to have no snow, especially the day before Good Friday, because that makes it like a bad Friday. 884 votes on the poll. Like I said, by the bottom of the hour, we're going over 900. I would say 1,100 would be a nice number to reach today. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think? Yeah, that'd be good. And if we make 1,100 today, everybody's going to be excited. They're going to be partying. They're going to be dancing in the street. I'm going to tell you, I can still nail a man. Like Ricky Tickey's probably, he's giving, I, can, I can already smell it. He's tipping his cap to me. You can still nail a man? Trust me. Unless they can run real fast. Let me tell you about my exploits in Berlin last summer. Not. Well, it was the World Cup, you know. Yeah. And you know what I think of soccer? I hate it. So my friends went to the World Cup games, and I was uh, like, you know, other fun and games. One of those things. What kind of fun and games? Ich bin ein Berliner, baby. Let me, let me just, can I, can I give you one adjective? Best. Oh. Best kind of fun and games. I think you know what I'm talking about. It, it involves, like Little Red Riding Hood said, a tisket, a tasket, let me carry your basket. Something like that. Right. But we don't want to get, we don't want to get Joyce all bent out of shape because it might have to do with organs and sexual activity. It might have something to do with that. Ah.
tonight on Fox Nazi News. A special report we wrote all by ourselves. Barack Saddam Hussein Osama Obama. The Democrats' golden boy. What you don't know about Iraq Saddam Hussein Osama Obama may surprise you. As a boy, he went to mattress in Mr. Wilson's all-night mattress store and practiced Wahhabism as a hobby all the way to Kimosabi. He kidnapped Lindbergh's baby. He was the mystery man on the grassy knoll. Saddam Hussein was his uncle. And if you look closely, you'll realize his real father was Jack Webb. Plus, an infuriating and typically uninformed commentary from one of our garden-variety, hard-looking bleach blondes hand-picked out of our stable of Republican blondes that put out easy and appealed to our elderly and drunk right-wing viewers. Fox Nazi News. 30% of the truth for the 30% of you. Watch and obey. It's a 1231 at 560 WQM. No Marlin game today. We're just plowing right along right up until 2 o'clock. Such a Damn. letdown. What a shame. 898, though, and I bet you if I click that view current thing on there, which is a much faster way to refresh, according to Eric, according to Fat Eric, still 898. See, that's not good. 899. 899. Next one's going to get us to 900. What did I say by the bottom of the hour? 900 votes? Man, I am as close. Uh, you, can't even, you can't beat me with a stick. How's Fidel doing, by the way? i got a Fidel story here. Remember all that premature evaluation going on in South Florida there? Not that many months ago. Not that long ago. They were all going... <laughs> Like that? Well, I thought he was going to bite the bullet myself. Bite this. Convalescing Cuban leader Fidel Castro blasted President George Bush's biofuel plan as genocidal. In an editorial yesterday saying it would worsen global hunger. The column published as Reflections of the Commander-in-Chief in the ruling Communist Party newspaper Grandma was the second in the week by Castro attacking Bush's proposal to increase the use of foodstuffs like corn for fuel to run cars. That corn sure is special, W. That's what Ned Beatty said in Deliverance. It was the latest sign the 80-year-old revolutionary has not appeared in public since undergoing surgery eight months ago. Is feeling better and keeping abreast of world affairs. Maybe that's what he did. Maybe he grew abreast. Unable to give speeches, the formerly verbose Castro has taken up the pen to attack his ideological nemesis, the U.S. government, focusing on the Bush administration's plan to increase fuel production from renewable crops instead of oil. Ethanol production topped the agenda at Bush's meeting with Brazilian President Luis Inácio Lula da Silva at Camp David last week. Oh, I love that name. Luis Inácio Lula da Silva. Mm. The U.S. and Brazil are the world's top producers of the biofuel. In Brazil, now they don't speak Espanol in Brazil, they speak uh, Portuguese, Portuguese, right? yeah. Portuguese, no, not Portuguese, Portuguese. Oh, excuse me. If you're going to speak Italian, baby, you better get it right. Portuguese. I don't know where, I don't know where that. I just made that up. At Camp David, Bush declared his intention to apply this formula on a world scale, which means none other than the internationalization of genocide, Castro wrote. Dozens of nations do not have oil and can't produce corn or other grains to make ethanol because they lack the water, he said. The surge in demand for corn will push up grain prices, while the threat of U.S. invasion of Iran is keeping oil prices high, he wrote. <clears throat> what a coincidence. Where will the poor nations of the third world get the minimum resources to survive, asked the bearded one. How do you like that? The column shed no new light on the health of Castro, who temporarily handed over power to his brother Raul on July 31st, following emergency bleeding, emergency surgery to stop intestinal bleeding. Cuban officials say he's recovering well, but it's not known when or if he'll resume the presidency. Brazil has been making ethanol, a gasoline alternative from sugar cane and running cars on it for three decades. 
But the U.S. became the world's biggest ethanol producer last year after Bush said the country was addicted to oil. World corn prices skyrocketed. The Bush administration has proposed cutting U.S. gasoline consumption by 20% by 2017, mostly by increasing the use of fuels such as ethanol. I didn't know the Saudis could grow corn there in the desert, did you? No. They'll find a way. Because if it doesn't, if, you know, if the Saudis can't make a few billion bucks off it, then it just it ain't worth uh, be worrying about. 902 on the poll. Oh! Wow. I think 1,000 is good. Let, let's not go, uh, you know, getting carried away. I don't want to expend that much energy here today between now and 2 o'clock to try to like... If, th- just, if I do that again, ever again, just slap me in the side of the head. No! That's right. Didn't I say 1,000 all day we were shooting for after that really pathetic start that we had because of uh, Josh screwing up and not putting the... See, I screwed up giving you only five stories, but that was a good screw-up. Yes, it was. Well, I'll try to do it again. WQAM, hello. Yes, sir. Uh, you mentioned South Park. Uh, there was a new episode last night, and this one is right up your alley because it's all about Bubba Mices. Yeah. You would love it. Uh, it. It's a takeoff on kind of Da Vinci Code. It implies that the Easter Bunny... Peter Cottontail mm-hmm. was actually Peter the Apostle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, sir, will love it. Okay. I, I know you will. I hope they're repeating it tonight at 10. I highly recommend it to you. I will. I'm going to go. As soon as the show ends, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to uh, PVR it. There you go. Have a good day, sir. Thank you, sir. And the uh, top of the uh, Easter season to you. Yeah, I didn't get to catch that one. Here oh. comes Peter Cottontail coming down the bunny trail. Bada beep, bada boop, bada bop. All the silly crap all the time. Easter bunnies and Easter eggs and pesadiki candy and matzahs and all your filter fish and all this other chazarai, man. Nonsense. The world is run by nonsensical old people with long beards who walk around with dresses and silly schmatzes on their head. And, and, and the masses out there, whoever said the masses are asses, he had his thumb right on it. Let me tell you right now. He had his thumb on the pulse of the, the subhuman race. The masses are Rectum. asses. See, I gotta go into that with a jingle. It sounds better. See how much better that sounded? That was tight. Huh? Oh, and that's another one for that thing about uh, something I claim to hate but secretly enjoy. The Carpenters. We have to put them on there. Now, I'm not, you know, being the old fag that I am, what do I care about? You know, I'm not going to put on some kind of a butch image. I mean, the day that somebody calls me butch, hey, butch, that'll be a, you know, cold day in Hades. But I I do like the Carpenter's music, okay? I mean, she left me a little bit hungry, you know, Karen. She she made me kind of like that watercress sandwich, you know. And him, he seemed awfully gay, even though he is not, by the way. Just I, I hasten to add that. Not, not that there's anything wrong or different or unusual. I mean, a lot of musicians happen to be gay. He just ain't one of them. You know? didn't, he, didn't Dick always kind of like impress you as being a queen, Richard Carpenter? Yes. And now let me, let me ask you this. And, of course, here comes, now here comes the moment of truth. Does Josh Cordes like the Carpenters? Yeah, I have no problem with them. No, that, that wasn't the question. See, you, what you like to do is evade and avoid, okay? 
I want a straight answer, man, and I do mean a straight answer from a heterosexual 23-year-old young male like you. Do you like the Carpenter's music? Don't give me you have no problem with them, especially since he's been, she's dead on a doornail for a long time now. Do you like their music? Yeah, it's good. You notice the way he said that, Chris? Well, I kind of have to it's, agree with him. It's you know? not bad. It's not. It's not a one that I hate, and it's not. I'm not listening to it on yeah. my own time in my car. How or about it's okay? Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. In other words, you're not going to go out of your way to listen to the carpenter right. singing, please, Mr. Postman, which I do have here somewhere. But I don't dislike. I couldn't name you any of their songs other than please, Mr. Postman. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Uh, for all we know. Huh? Okay. You couldn't name me any of the carpenter songs. We've only just begun. Okay. We've only just begun. You don't know that song, We've Only Just Begun? You are a communist, sir. I'm going to tell Maybe you right you now. Maybe play it. There we go. That's for all we know. See. Now, where are you finding that? I got George's library up now. Oh, if you got We've Only Just Begun, that would really that would be rubbing it right in the uh, wounds, man. This is good, though. She sounds like a guy. Low. Oh, she, she could get so low, man. How low can you go, Karen? How about this low up to your kneecap? She was good, though. She, she was a little book sounding. This, this may be one of the most commercialized and best known. Yes. And he's asking, what's one of their songs? Well, you oh know, you've God. heard this. I've heard the songs. I just don't know the names of the songs. And you stepped all over her. You know, it's one thing if she were still alive and she could get back up, but the broad's been dead for years now, and you're stepping on that bitch? That's bad. She won't even notice. Get up and take her to the buffet, for Christ's sakes. Drag her up. Well, how can you even chopped it off? God, she's great. You want, you want to commit suicide? Watch them. You ever watch Biography Channel? You have yes. it on the cable? I love that channel. It's one of my very, very favorite channels. And when you see the biography of the Carpenters, if, even if you could be the happiest person in the world, by the time it's over, you'll be ready to blow your brains out, or maybe somebody else's or both. You know, It's just, it's just so depressing, you know, the, whole, the whole deal. Come on, Karen. A little sandwich couldn't be bad. How about like some finger foods, like Rector Hauer left? And they, did you ever see that movie, The Hitcher with uh, C., uh, C. Thomas Howell? No. You never saw The Hitcher? What about you, Chris? Uh, I don't think so, no. Oh, classic. Classic. And he's got the chick tied behind the two trucks, and he's going to take his foot off the brake, and she's tied. She's got rope around her head and rope around her ankles, and he's got her between the two trucks. And he's ready to, like, uh, take off and, like, split her in, in part, in half. Nice. And the finger food thing comes from in the restaurant, Rutger Howard. There's a, there's a finger in the fries. That's where they got the expression, finger foods. But well, I can't believe, now, trust me when I tell you, okay, believe me. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do, buy it for me? I'm going to buy it for you. Now, that, that's how much I want you both to see it. I want you both to promise me right now that you'll watch it if I buy it. If I, if I go spend like 50 Have bucks, ever not watched buy. the movie that you've bought no. for me? And there if you don't like the Hitcher, then I'm going to tell you, communist them. It's the TV show that's sweeping the nation. This week on Hit Me Baby One More Time, Ike and Tina Turner. Damn, enemy. This is some damn good cake. Why don't you try some of this cake, anime? Now I'm good, baby. Come on, try some of this cake. No, no, I'm fine. Try some of this f***ing <laughs> cake. Come on, try some of this cake. <laughs> try some of this cake, anime. <laughs> you can't get away from me, anime. <laughs> you know you can't get away from me. <laughs> I'm not trying, anime. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Get your ass back to Tennessee, wherever the hell you can. <laughs> All right. I got to see that. Right after South Park, I'm going to watch that. I can see that. 46 at QAM. I'm going to tell you, they don't make this no more. Like this no more. Whatever the hell I was trying to say there. I don't know. 
Now the Beatles ripped this off, right? I don't know. Not to mention about 500 other mediocre artists. The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I keep on. I want. That's Answering the musical question, is Barrett strong or what? Your love give me such a thrill. You fair. But your love don't pay my bills. I Now, if you tell me you don't like that song, I'm just, I'm falling off the chair and I'm just crawling. Well, I would have to be dead not to like that song, so. Yeah, that's correct. And that's the original, baby, Barrett Strong. Is Barrett Strong? Not no more, because he's probably dead. Anyway. By the way, that's one of my favorite parts of the, uh, the Standing in Shadows of Motown, is when they tell you how much the Beatles... And guys like Elvis ripped off their stuff. That is correct. Because I'm not a big fan of the Beatles. The Beatles? Is that Sullivan used to call them? The Beatles? The Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah, well, they, you know, they had some good stuff. I I would say their early stuff was highly overrated and extremely annoying. But I would say that, like, the White Album was great, and there was, you know, Sgt. Pepper, and there were, you know, there was some good stuff. I still like uh, George Harrison, Got My Mind Set on You, because I played that on Zeta. You know? See, when you're in this business, when you were a disc jerky like I was for many, 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 many years, um, I don't even know if you'd call me a disc jockey on that morning show on Zeta. Would you call, I don't know. It was a talk show, but we played some music. Not a lot of music, but just enough. And I picked my own music. In the beginning, Petey Bolger tried to give me a playlist of the crap we were going to play. And I said, hey, jam this word a moment and take your CCR and roll it. Go roll a big fat one and smoke it and CCR and get out of my face. You idiot, you lunatic. You fairy. So I, I started picking my own music. If you could see the ratings from that morning show, we took that station from oblivion, from oblivion, and passed everybody like they were not just standing still, like they were laid flat out. But nevertheless. See, I don't want to like pat myself on the back because that's ancient history, you know. And they say, well, that's a long, long time ago, you old fag. You broke my heart because I couldn't dance. You didn't even want me around. No. And now I'm back to let you know huh? I can really shake them down. Do you love Ain't nothing like Motown, baby. Let me say it again. You people out there this weekend, stay off the streets. Uh, you know... Just get yourself in the right mood, you know. Just get a little bit mellow and get that. Go steal a movie, Standing in the Shadows of Motown. I've been promoting that for a long time now. Thank you, Suds, by the way. Suds is the one that uh, sent it to me. I never even heard of that movie until he sent it over. And I, I bet you I've watched that at least a dozen times. And every now and then, if I'm just in the mood for some of the songs, I won't watch the whole thing, but I'll cue it up to like the two Ben Harper songs and the Joan Osborne, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And what's not to like? Cece says, he's one of our, of our people, one of our MySpace people, one of our 1,308 people, by the way. He says, I wanted to weigh in on two things. I'm trying to cue this up. Wait a minute. One moment, Cece. Uh, where is, uh, what's the song? What Becomes of the Broken Heart? I love that. Joan Osborne, baby. Anyway, he says, first, as a 22-year retired veteran of the U.S. Army, numerous combat missions, I must say, I have never thought about who was screwing who while I was getting shot at. I say, let the gays and anyone else who wants to serve, serve. When you're in a foxhole and the bullets are flying, who's sleeping with who is not on your mind? In fact, who you're sleeping with yourself isn't on your mind. You're worried about not getting your ass shot off. When the enemy comes over the hill, we're all shooting the same way as all I give a schmidt about is what he says. 
to the young guy on your show who thinks that he wouldn't want to date a girl who sleeps with him on the first date, if she rocks your world, I bet you're going to want to marry her and keep her around forever. And that's what CC <laughs> said. Well, that's where you're wrong, CC. If she rocks your world, in other words, if she's great in a sack, baby, if she's great in a sack, you're going to want to bring her back. Of course, I'll bring her back to the sack. I just won't yeah. have just a serious relationship. Just don't take But you're not going to marry anybody anyhow. Not for a long sure time. Russian girlfriend knows you're that. She might dump your ass faster than a fifth of vodka. 930 votes out of four, by the way. I'm pretty impressed. Especially when we started with only about six. Crappy pull. Don't be sending us any more crappy pulls because being weak, lazy, and old, I'll use it. you got to be to believe in all that crap in the first place. Anyway, Judy writes, I find this most amusing. Now, you didn't play uh, when you had that Carpenter stuff queued up, or did you like, you know, I, see, I don't know how, um, I, I guess you know how to use that stuff pretty good now, huh? Well, what do you need? i got a bunch of Carpenters. Close to you. Now, there's another one. I, I mean, for, for Chris to say, he couldn't name any of their songs. I don't song. think I have that. You have Close to You? They long to no. me. Oh, my God. Like that song about the chickens. They long to pee, but they can't. Chickens can't pee. Anyway, Judy says, speaking of the carpenters and all things gay, gay, you may not know who recorded Close to You first, six years prior to Karen and Richard Carpenter, Richard Chamberlain. You fairy. She says, I know this because I own the record. He was my first crush back when she didn't know any better that he was gay. I mean, 
Hey, Judy, let me say this. Maybe bad eyesight might explain it, or like uh, just... Uh, <laughs> At least he admits it. How could anybody not know Richard Chamberlain was Gay. a screamer? Like, like that guy at the bank the other day. Wow. When they sent him out, I think that was intentional. They said, we can see this guy, this old guy's a fag, but, but he, uh, you know, he's going to know. He'll be on to this one right away. Can I help you with something? Go, just go away. Okay, you, may, you embarrass me. Bonnie, a longtime fan, says, here's my two cents. Rutger Hauer was at his best in the movie with Sly Stallone called Nighthawk. Looked his finest there. I never said he looked good, but maybe he did. Going to uh, Berlin this summer as part of a European cruise after hearing you, I am psyched. Bonnie, I'm going to tell you, if you don't like Berlin, I'll give you your money back. How's that? Whatever you paid me to go there, I'll pay it back. Let me, let me tell you right now, your itinerary when you go to Europe the first time? Yeah. You will go to Amsterdam. Then you get on a plane. It's about a 50-minute flight from Amsterdam to Berlin. You go to Berlin. Then you go back to Amsterdam. You're on a, uh, you, you get on the train. You go to Cologne, Germany, which is about a two-and-a-half-hour train trip. Take along a magazine, newspaper, Playboy, whatever, and you read it on the train. And before you know it, bada-bing, you're there. And the train station alone in Cologne is worth seeing. It's just incredible. It's like a gigantic shopping mall. they got just all kinds of phenomenal food in there. Oh, man. And then you walk out, and there's the, the Dom, the huge, you know, every city in Europe has got a big old church, you know. They don't go there to worship. They just built it a long time ago, back when they believed in all that hocus-pocus until they caught on to it. So every city has got some big cathedral, some big church. And in Cologne, it's the Dom, D-O-M, the mm-hmm. Dome. Mm-hmm. And it's a tourist thing. You can go in there. And, the, and then, you, after you, you know, spend your 14 seconds in there, and it's, well, what am I doing in here? Then you go down the walking mall, you know, like Lincoln Road Mall, you know, with no traffic. Long Street called Hoyestrasse. And all you'll do is you'll look around at those people there and what they look like and how they're dressed, and you'll say to yourself, oh, oh my, my God, God. what is this? How did I get into a place like this? This is like paradise, baby. You know how we used to have some jackass on the station oh, don't, don't, used don't, don't, to call South Florida paradise? You'd have to be a moron to call South Florida paradise. You'd have to be an idiot. Paradise, yeah. I got a paradise. In fact, here, I hope you don't stand up too fast, Mo. They might fall out. That, that's just my suggestion. You, when George buys you that great trip you're going to be going on to, yes. in fact, um, part of it you'll take your Russian girlfriend, not the Amsterdam part. Why well, no. you, you can take her. No. In fact, if she's real nice to you, maybe you'll let her watch. See, I'm, I'm thinking maybe she could stand outside the window, you know, when you go inside. Because you know how that works, don't you? No, I don't. See, the chicks stand, like, naked in the window. Uh-huh. And if you find somebody you like, I mean, they're standing inside a, a door. And you walk up to the door, and uh, she motions you to come on in, and you go in there. And then, you know, you, de- you decide what it is that you want, and she tells you how much. And uh, you go, and then she closes the, uh, you know, the, the drape or the curtain or whatever on there. And it's like putting a sign up, occupied, you know, busy. Now, like, what are we talking about as far as, like, price? Is it, like, expensive or not really? You're asking me? you got to know. I mean, like a ballpark. See, if you want to get the, in that on the air, then we're going to have to go into specific acts, and then Joyce is going to come here and chop your goods off. Since Felix Vita has won, Natasha and I no longer have to look for a moose and squirrel. Instead, we listen to the Neil Rogers Fair and Balance 1 to 2 hour. <laughs> G is for the ghastly things it can do. You. Is for ugly rednecks who own more than two. 
And it's for the end of day That wants your friends to die today S is for the sedentary Pasty inbreds buying many guns That phallic symbol pleases you Guns supplement your teeny mushroom Use your gun today to kill some kids for the NRA. Guns were made for schmucks like you. G is for the gory things you can do. U is undereducated inbred goons. N is for the NRA that spelled sideways says USA. Z, easy to get more of all the death that you adore. Guns, kill anyone who bothers you. Guns will make your meaning feel so huge. Use my gun here, take it when you See, that was real music. I, you know, I don't want to like start picking on anybody or any uh, people's taste. That was real music. Man. That was good, Everybody man. could enjoy and love. Oh, really? There's another song that uh, everybody and their brother ripped off. I'm pretty sure. Now, let's see. Did she rip that off from Marvin Gaye or was it the other way around? I hoid it through the grapevine. I wouldn't know that. Neither would I, to be honest with you. In fact, if I, get, if I look in the insert in here, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If it, but it, it's not going to tell me. Damn it. Don't you hate when that happens? And I, and I don't care what anybody says. I think that, uh, what's his name, Ben Harper sings it better than any of them. How do you like that? Uh. In that movie, Standing in the Shadows of Motown. Oh, you must be getting a residual from that. Yeah, I'm right. What was the other thing that I was talking about on here? What is it with all the Bucky Beaver teeth that these British guys have got? They're showing that these, these British uh, soldiers that got released, you know? And some, yeah, of them don't look, them out here. some of them don't look all that bad until they, like, open their mouth when they start smiling, which you smile, too, you know, after uh, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad lets you turn you loose. But and when they smile, they get, like, the Prince Charlie, or Prince William, he's got the worst, the, the bucky teeth. You know what I mean by that? Well, the Brits do have their uh, dental problems. They have Boston some Palace. serious dental problems, man, and they probably with some pretty bad breath problems, too. I never get close enough to them, although one... <laughs> There's always an exception. One you know? time? One time, man, in Amsterdam, as a matter of fact, a few years ago. How do they have, like, a uh, a red light district, uh, like a gay one? Yeah. Okay. But but not they don't stand in the windows, though. But it's, like, the same thing. 
It's a similar kind of thing. In fact, I think once upon a time, many, many years ago, I went into some establishment, and they have, like, they have a book with pictures, photos of the different uh, young men, and you pick out whoever you like, and you hope that they really look like the photo, you know. It's like the people you meet on MySpace. They put a photo on from like 20 years ago. Boy, they were like 20 years old and looked really hot then. And then they come out and, like, and they look like me, you know. Jesus, who the hell would touch that if they paid me, you know. But at any rate. So, no, to get back to your question, I don't think it's all that expensive. I think it would be affordable. I mean, if you could afford to get over there in the first place, I think you'd find that being serviced in one of those establishments would be very um, well worth the price. And so you're probably thinking, oh, boy, I can just imagine the skanky broads and those women. And by the, red, uh, by the old church there, I would agree with that. I mean, even Ray Nagin would say that's a little bit too chocolate, even for, you know what I mean? I mean, it's got nothing to do with skin color. It has to do with the nature of the beast. And believe me, many, many <laughs> of these look like the beast. Nature mm. of the hose beast. On the, so, yeah, a little chunky hole action. But over in the other uh, part of the red light district, man, oh, man. Now, I can't, I can't tell you, like, you know, whenever you show up there on a given day. So I'll do a little scouting for you this time. I'll give you a report when I get back. You do that. Take some pictures. Oh, no, you can't do that. They get, what are they, they going to do, jump out the window? They get wild. That's if you take pictures in the red light district, they get very peeled. I, I don't know why. Well, take video then. I'll get to see some Because I think a lot of these day. chicks are like illegal aliens and they're working, you know, illegally. Sure. And so they don't want their picture taken because they're going to get deported and they have to go back to like, uh, you know, Algeria or Morocco or some horrible place like that, you know. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But they're, they're not that big on taking pictures. But you'd, you'd have a, uh, I'm telling you. I you know. You, see, th those of you people that have never been out of the U.S., you think you know what the world is all about. You haven't got any idea. You, you haven't even got a clue what life is all about. WQAM, hello. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. You just uh, mentioned uh, Ben Harper. I just thought you should check out uh, his live at double album, uh, Five on Mars. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Thanks. All right, buddy. Thanks, Pally. Yeah, I love Ben Harper, man. He's good. Now, do I have that? I don't have the disc in there. And, and even I finally, it took me a while, but I finally got George to admit, and you know what a hard-ass George is, man. If you can get him to change his mind on anything, you have accomplished one of the great miracles in the history of the subhuman race. Am I right? You know that, too. Yes, yes you are. He is just a hard-ass. Uh, hard well, what did you change his mind about? What? What did you change his mind about? He admitted that Ben Harper does this better than Marvin Gaye. Now, that, that same line, because I, I said that right from the get-go. He said, nah, I don't think so. I don't. And he listened to it about four or five hundred times. And he said, you know something? I think the old fags may have a point there. All right. That is such a schmaltzy movie, man. It is so good. WQAM, hello. Neil, how are you doing today? Great. Hey, listen, I want to thank you and Studs uh, for sending the shadows to Motown. It was on direct high definition channel the other night and I T voted. Yeah. And I've probably watched it at least four or five times now. Um that guy Ben Harper, is, is he the one that does um I'll be there, the first song on that movie? I'll be there? Yeah. Uh no, he, he in the movie he does uh walk hurt through the grapevine and ain't too proud to beg. Oh, uh, who's who's the first who is the guy that, that does that first song? I'll I'll be there. No, reach out and I'll be there. Yeah. That's Gerald Levert. He's dead. Really? Yeah. Well, um, no, it's, uh, I, I bought this on the soundtrack. There it is.
Glad you liked it, Pally. Watch it again 20, 30 times for this old queen, okay? It'd be the best. Anyway, getting back to a Rutger Hauer and uh, The Hitcher, which is a slightly different kind of movie. <laughs> oh, I, I guarantee. And then there's a scene toward the end of the movie. I'll tell you in a minute. WQAM, hello. Buongiorno. Buongiorno, amico. Come stai? Sto bene. Spero che ci hai una buona vacanza quando vai a Europa. I think. Grazie mille. Listen, I just was, I, I agree in theory with your uh, take on rap music and such. It sucks. But I just wonder that if you just wind the clock back about 40 years, weren't these the same complaints parents of that generation were having about rock and roll music at that time? Ah, uh, yeah, but. He brings but, a good point. I mean, isn't this generation. Can, 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 can I, before Josh interjects, since he wasn't even born then, can I interject just by saying this? It, it, it was the music plus. It was all the shaking of the hips and the. It was all the other stuff that went along with it. It wasn't just the music itself so much. It was all the dancing and all the, uh, you know, Elvis right. swinging the hips and stuff like that. All the sexual overtones to it. It was the work of the devil, yeah. Right, but isn't the same idea that, you know, the same thing in terms of the videos and the other stuff that we see all the time? It couldn't be equated to that's the same. I mean, it's just, this stuff happens all the time. If you, yeah, if every you generation. Well, of course, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. I, I have no use for guys running around calling people bitches and hoes either, but I just, you know, it's not my generation to call. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm whistling up a tree here, but uh, just just one man's uh, observation. Well, I think every guy likes his hoes. Of course. By the way, have I'm a great day, Pally. Panthers who did try hard, but apparently came up a little short. Yeah, as usual, like me. Okay, see ya. <laughs> we love the Panthers. They missed the playoffs again. Yeah, they suck. What an organization. Well, what do you think of us this year? How huh? we had a lot of points. Yeah, big deal. Did you make the playoffs no. for the eight million times? Do you know that since they've been in the Mac Arena, in that arena, they have never, ever made the playoffs? Not even once. Curse of the Miami Arena. Am I right about that or am I wrong? Sounds about right. I'm pretty sure that the three times that they got in the playoffs, including the last time they got swept by the Devils, that was in the old Miami Arena. That was fun, the Miami Arena. I mean, it was small, and it was, uh, but it was fun. And there was Wayne and Marty, his uh, nasty wife, down there sitting in there. there. was They were down there, oh, we love the Panthers, and if you don't build us that arena in Broward, we're going to move, and we're going to go to Nashville or somewhere else, going to go to Seattle and all that other crap, you know. I don't know. I'll tell you something right now, and you can mark it down. Yeah. If Broward County would change their mind and decide they wanted to build this facility, I will not play here. Mm -hmm. Because I will not have you guys looking at me for the next 10 years saying, here's a guy that said one thing and went out and did something else. Yeah, and speaking of uh, music, <laughs> the castaways, liar, liar, your pants are on fire, Wayne. Better go out and uh, you're, you're actually flaming. 113 at 560. Is that his son that's flaming, I guess? 113 at QA and hate. Good. All right. An honor of Good Friday tomorrow. Now the Pope depends on you. Since you saved his life with your flying scissor knife, he's got a job for you to do. You have a brand new style, too. We love the way you pop your dude with a big V on your chest. 
WQM. What do we got? We got Mad Dog at the uh, Masters in Augusta. Golf. Oh, golf. And I know he loves that. You know, I don't. I don't want to pee on his parade because I know that's one of his very favorite things. Would it be bad for him for me to say golf is really boring? Would that be bad? I'm not sure because there's so much for the golf as for like the atmosphere and you know the booze is what you're saying. Getting drunk. See, that's generally speaking for America. That's what all holidays are all about. That's right. Holidays are about getting drunk and going to sporting events, going to football games for a lot of guys about getting drunk, getting into big brawls, watching other people get into big brawls. I'll never forget the one time at a, a dolphin game, and of course a lot of drunks at the dolphin games. But then why should they be different from anybody else in the NFL? And Fat Rich came waddling. We're sitting together there watching the game. And he came waddling back to his seat, holding, you know, 400 pounds of food in his arms. And he accidentally kicked over some young punk's beer. And, you know, he apologized. And he, you know, offered to go buy him another one or whatever. And this guy got all bent out of shape. And he said, he's, and the guy, the guy just, he refused to take the apology. Well, why don't you watch where you're walking? And, and so Rich says, well, maybe my friend here will talk about you on the radio next, you know, on Monday if you don't cut the crap, you know. And he, who's your friend? And he looks at me like, oh, that's Neil Rogers. And boy, this guy's attitude changed it so he changed it so fast. You would have thought, Neil, God, man. He's like, oh, that's that legendary guy. The legendary Neil. Yeah. And, and let me just say this to you, okay? I'm not saying it to you, but I'm just saying it to some of my radio friends out there who who you know communicate with me, like on MySpace, which is the only place they communicate. Uh, it's just, I don't want to say it's like. It's not embarrassing, but it's just, it's unnecessary. It's just, it's silly, you know? When you're legendary, no, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just a guy, you know? When I'm sitting here, I'm legendary because I've been, I've survived this long in a horseball market on a station that won't lift a finger to do anything for us. They won't even buy a toner cartridge for 30 bucks. About 30, man. So we can have that damn machine working. Oh, look at the length of this fax. Bonnie says, went to Amsterdam about five years ago, went to the red light district, and the women in the window certainly had seen better days. Well, it depends on which part of the red light district you're looking at, Bonnie. They were older than my mother, than your mama. My husband was down to go into one of those sex shows, at that time being hawked outside by some Englishman with a Cockney accent. Yes, I know those guys. Live sex shows. Saying, come see the banana show. Well, the banana show turned out to be a woman with a strap-on banana who invited some horny college student to peel and eat her banana. I, th- I was one of three women in the audience who was ready to bolt at that point. When I looked over my husband, he was snoring from jet lag. Bonnie says, Amsterdam is much more than the red light district. We love the beauty of the city, too. Watch those bicycles. Yeah, the people, watch out for the trams and the cars and the bicycles. It's not the trams and the cars that are dangerous. It's the maniacs and the bicycles. You know, they're going to run you over and kill your ass. You really have to be mighty careful if you're a pedestrian. And you don't want to be driving there because the, the streets are like as wide as your thumbnail. You know, not good. Good point, Bonnie. But, you know, I, I would talk about much more. I'd talk about the Heineken Brewery where you can get free samples, stuff like that. But Josh don't want to hear about the rest of it. He wants to hear about the red light district. Am I right? Well, yeah. That and yeah. maybe a little... And some brownies or something, you know. Something good. Yeah. Some hash brownies. And the coffee shops, of course. And 
those places where they sell all those uh, herbs and magic mushrooms, stuff like that, you know, herbs. That's those kind I mean, of you know, Bonnie's saying how nice the scenery is. That's not really what I'd be there for. Yeah, well, in the summertime, the canals are, you know, a nice, beautiful shade of brown, dark brown. And you're thinking to yourself, gee, I wonder what they put in the canals to make them that shade of brown. And, of course, uh, something comes to mind. Black and you probably won't. But at any rate, 979 votes on the poll. By the bottom of the hour, we're going to be right on the verge of 1,000. I told you, 1,000 was a safe. Didn't I tell you that, Chris? That was a safe number. Yeah. No matter, no matter where you go, whether it's Amsterdam, Berlin, Cologne, anywhere in the world, always look for a safe number. Look for a good number. But a safe number is a good idea. That's another thing you don't have to worry when you go to Europe about being shot because nobody's got guns. I'll never forget as long as I live my first trip to Rome. And, I'll, you know, I go to my hotel and I walk out on the streets and I see these armed soldiers with Uzis on, on their shoulder. And I thought to myself, ooh, you know, that's like a little, uh, you know, you get a little put off by that. And then I realized after a while that the only ones with guns were the military and the polizia and the carabinieri. Those really hot young guys, the carabinieri. I still say, man, the pope, man, I, I don't care what you say. These popes and the cardinals over there, they're uh, altering boys, believe me. I saw that thing on TV the other night. I, I just couldn't believe my eyes. Because there's a lot of beautiful people in Italy, needless to say. And then there's a lot of another kind of it with the big schnoz, you know, that big Italian uh, beak. You know what I'm talking about? No. You've never seen Italian people with a big schnoz? Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about a specific person. Like Sofia Coppola, for yeah. example. No, I know. Dad! Dad! Oh, Dad! Why didn't he shoot me at the beginning of the movie, Dad? Sophia Coppola, my ass. WQAM, hello. Hi, Ron. WQAM, hello. I'm the WQAM, hello. Yeah, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. This is Neil. Sounds like me, yeah. Um, I noticed one of your pet peeves, Neil, with these sports nerds yeah. watching the game or the news the other day, and they go, wow, Miggy really got that one. I wanted to reach through the... TV and choke the guy, Miggy. Miggy. Miggy, yeah, um, Miguel Cabrera. Miggy. Miggy. He's Miggy now. Is he kid to Miggy Mantle? Uh, he must be. Wow. Because he's on. Well, let's get let's get jiggy with Miggy. What do you say? Let's get jiggy with it. If I see Will Smith once more before I die, I'm going to be so depressed. In fact, it's enough to make me want to kill myself right now just to make sure I don't see him again. But what do I know? 985 votes. Uh-oh, New Jersey bank robbery on CNN. They're hyperventilating. But be, and there's WABC feed from New York. Fled into the woods. They have a habit of doing that. And guess what TV station from New York they got the feed from? WABC! I just said that. See, they don't have, like, the twist anymore, you know, chubby checker, stuff like that. Well, what do we got now? We don't even have the uh, holly gully, you know, or the mashed potato. Dee Dee Sharp, if you've got that song, and I, I know i got it here somewhere, but I'm not going to take the time too lazy to look for it. Mashed Potato Time by D.D. Sharp. I will kiss your ass by long distance. I do not. What's up? I don't have it. Yeah, 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 yeah. My ass, your mama, whore, bitch. What, what, what was that? That was some Will Smith for you. Oh. 
You know something? Will Smith is the Antichrist. Tony Little. Tony, Tony Little. Little. There you go. With the ponytail. Every time I see those commercials, I think. On Headline News, Nancy Grace interviews the notorious Easter Bunny one on one. So you take eggs, color them using God knows what, and hide them? Yeah. Kids love Easter egg hunts. Oh, really? You think exploiting children is fun? You just hippity-hop down the bunny trail while millions of children are victimized? Sir, how do you sleep at night? Nancy Grace at her bunny badgering best. The last time I checked, bunnies don't lay eggs. I can only imagine the sick, perverted things that you do to those poor chickens. You know there's going to be a rabbit's foot dangling from Nancy Grace's keychain after this interview tonight on Headline News. 132, and guess what? Uh, Eric, not, not our Eric, but uh, Eric, who's one of the chronic and, and great contributors to our MySpace and sends all kinds of stuff that we post on there. He wanted to know the name of this and who done it. Reichsop and remind me. The yeah. caveman, the pissed off caveman thing. Yeah, George has this. I beg your pardon? I've heard this in here because I know he has it on the computer. Well, where do you think I'm playing this from? Oh. It's only <laughs> nice talk up, Josh. R-O-Y-K-S-O-P-P. Wakes up and uh, remind me. My tears are falling. Remind me not to play Bobby V. Phil Henry hated Bobby V. I'll never forgive him for that. Are you sure? Yeah. Really, uh, we used to get aggravated. There's something that I've got to say. Yeah. Take good care of my baby. Oh, I, I agree with him. It. Yeah. Huh? I said I agree with him. Here's my story. It's sad but true. They don't come any better than good. Dion, I'll tell you that, even though he hates me like poison. Because of that syphilis suit. I think I'm going to play syphilis suit just to aggravate him. Just to aggravate you, Dion, clean the cat. Oh, we can't play that anymore. He said Woody. Uh-oh. Woody, probably. <clears throat> Jan and Dean. Which one died? Did one of them die? The one that got into the car wreck? That... Oh, man, that was so sad. Was it Jan Berry? I think so. Got in a wreck in a Corvette. Boy, a lot of people get in wrecks in Corvettes. It's a damn good thing I never did. Well, actually, I did that one time. Now, were you, you were, that's long before you. We were in... Uh, in the other building. I wasn't, even wor- I wasn't even working on the station. I was cashing my check from Paxson. I was going to pick up my paycheck at the old Paxson building down the street, you know, where Kiss is? Right. In that building? I'm there a lot now, yes. And I spun out there, you know, where you turn off of, um, you turn off the turnpike to go over to the stadium? Yeah. And it was slippery as so, hell, and I was just, I don't know why the hell I was going so fast, and I'm, I made that turn there and just spun right out, hit the wall. Ooh, banged my head on the rearview mirror. My and my head was like uh, like uh, that. What's the guy's name? The medical examiner. Per perper, per, whatever his name is, doing the perp walk. That, that's how my the, my forehead looked with that big gigantic uh, second head coming out of it. Nine ninety two on the pool. Any second we're going to go over a thousand, and people will be screaming, screaming and gishrying. Nine ninety five. And we got a uh, update too on Panthers. They played a their first playoff game. April of 2000 in the new arena. So they played one series in the new arena. 
Uh, I guess so. Yep, and they got, only one series. They got swept four in a row by the Devils, by uh, the way. Devils, that correct. That's when the Devils went on to win it. They went on to win it. They, they swept them in. What do you mean they went? Oh, the Devils won the cup, you mean? Exactly. Well, screw them. Screw them. And Lou Lamorello, <laughs> to you, okay? They just got through firing the coach. They're, uh, they're having a great season, and they fire the coach. They pull this every single year. They do the same thing. And Lou Lamorello comes in the dressing room. He called a special meeting and says to the players, oh, where's the assistant coaches? And they said, well, where's the coach? Oh, he ain't here no more. You know, like, like that. What an organization, man. Although certainly nothing like, at least they make the playoffs and they win the cup every now and then. Exactly. Unlike the uh, Leafs, for example, who need to beat the Islanders tonight if they got any shot. And they don't belong in the playoffs anyway, to be honest with you. Oh, I got a song that you might like. I know you like her, I'll tell you that. You might not like the song. Well, that's not it. That's Bust Up by the Hollies. Now, here's the song that I think you'll love. Jackie Duchenne, did you ever see her? Of course, that was that was uh, back in the 60s. She's probably 85 years old if she's not dead yet. She was some hot number, I'll tell you. Jackie Duchenne. And then, of course, if she don't do it for you, there's always the very butch. I don't think I ever saw Bobby Gentry. Let's call up Time Life and tell me we want to see what all these artists looked like 100 years ago. Oh, to Billy Joe. Now, there's a flick for you. With Robbie Benson. You know, I, there, there's something really strange about that kid. You remember Robbie Benson? You know who that is? I don't know. An actor, yeah. He was an actor, and he was like a, you know, like a teenage actor, and he was real cutesy. Almost, almost so cute that he was sickening. You know what I mean? Like, like syrupy cute. Like, yeah, you know, like that. And as he got older, he never changed. He always looked the same. When he got to be 40, he still looked like he was 15. I guess you'd call that Robbie Benson disease or something like that. Getting back to the hitcher and Rector Howard. I Dick Clark disease. To this. What? Dick Clark disease. He don't look so good anymore, I'll tell you that. Oh, look at this. He's also like 200 years old. Here's an email from somebody peddling drugs again. I get more of these. Drugs. And, of course, they're all for limp noodles, you know. You notice how half of the spots we're running now are getting our limp noodle spots, just like when George and I first came on this station. All they had were like offshore gambling things and limp noodle spots. Anyway, speaking of noodles, getting back to um, the hitcher. So there's a scene toward the end of the movie after they finally arrest Rutger Hauer. Okay. And they've got, they've got him sitting in his chair. And C. Thomas Howell, uh, he's the antagonist. In other words, these, these two are the, you know, C. Thomas Howell's the good guy and Rutger Hauer's the crazed murderer, you know. So these are the two antagonists, and they've got Rutger Hauer sitting in a chair, and they see Thomas Howell is watching him through the window. And boy, did I ever want to see Thomas Howell. Thank you. Oh, brother. But anyway, he kind of vanished, too, didn't he? He disappeared. See, Tom, you know who that is? I know the name. I remember him being yeah. an 80s actor. I couldn't yeah, tell you what he was in. He was cute. Anyway, he was in that movie, The Outsiders. Everybody was in that. Matt Dillon was in it, and uh, Emilio Estevez. They were all in that movie. He was in a lot of bad movies. I remember that. Yeah, that's correct. But this is a good one. And he walks in, and he's standing on the other side of the table from Rutger Hauer, and they look at each other, and they've been you know, practically killing each other the whole movie, and he goes, <laughs> and he spits on his face. Oh, and Rutger Hauer reaches up with his hand and wipes it off his chin. It is the most, one of the most psychosexual scenes I have ever seen in my life. I mean, and I'm not the only one. It's not, not just my sick mind. Yeah. A big goober right there on his chin, you know. He reaches up and, 
And anyway, I just mentioned that in passing. And as I said, it a thousand and two votes. <laughs> so you can call me whatever you like, you fairy. including that. <laughs> so we got a thousand and two votes. What do you got, huh? Pop Hadjenko, look what we got. President. Lollipop, little boy. Counting down the hits with Casey Kasem. Hi, I'm Casey Kasem. Welcome back to our countdown of this week's top twenty ringtones. We're up to our number one ringtone of the week. But first, our unlimited coast-to-coast, long-distance request and dedication. It's from Jessica S. She writes, Dear Casey, recently, my sister was caught lip-syncing on national TV. At first, she blamed her band. And then, she blamed her ass's reflux. Whatever that is. Anyway, Casey, since everyone thinks I'm the stupid one in the family, could you play Green Day's American Idiot for my sister Ashley? Signed, Jessica. So, from Jessica to Ashley, here's your unlimited coast-to-coast, long-distance request and dedication. That's American Idiot from Jessica to Ashley. Now, on with the countdown. Casey's Coast-to-Coast. But first, let's recap our top three ringtones. Number three. Coming in at number three, Rondo Alaturka by Mozart. Number two. At number two, that tune that sounds like heart and soul, but isn't. And now, this week's number one ringtone. Number one. For the third week in a row. Waltz of the Flowers. There you have it. The top 20 ringtones in America, as tabulated by Phone Bill Board Magazine. Tune in again next week when we'll once again count down America's top 20 ringtones. I'm Casey Kasem saying keep your volume turned down and keep reaching for four bars. One forty-five at 560 WQAM. So, Bread of uh, the Hogs, isn't that the group, the Groundhogs? Yes. Emails me here on MySpace and says, uh, how about your boy Obama raising $24 million and Hillary's $25 million? He's got more pull than they think. Yeah, he's pulling it. He's going to do it. He's going to put her away. You know, I saw the interview. I forget who was interviewing him a few days ago. He is so freaking articulate and so well-spoken. It's really scary. Have you ever seen him actually really, I'm not talking about making a speech, but just uh, engaging dialogue with one of these uh, talking head guys? Just amazing. I saw him on The Daily Show. Then it says, anyway, I think uh, you liked an outcast song, so you got some taste for the new stuff. Yeah. It says, I just think rap has got too much bass for your sensitive gray ear hair. (laughs) Gray ear hairs. Yeah, that must be it. That must be it for my gray ear hairs. Yeah, when you get old, in fact, I better shave the hair out of my ears before my friends show up here. That would be a good idea. I'm telling you, I'm just warning you that right now. When you start getting old, hair starts growing out of your ears and extra nose hairs and, you know, out of places Rectum. that you never dreamed of before. So I'm sure that Josh is familiar with my uh, um, story about... Well, I'm, I'm, I don't want to step on this. About Burton Cummings playing the slots next to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bet you Chris doesn't know that story, do you? I don't think I do, no. You know Burton Cummings, lead singer of the Guess Who? Yeah. There he is. 
uh, he and either his daughter or very young girlfriend, I'm not really sure, were playing at the two machines next to me one day for quite some time. And he was a real jerk, you know. I mean, yeah. And I've never, I don't know what it is, because I'm one of the biggest Guess Who fans in the world. And yet, after that, I never can listen to their music objectively. You know what I'm saying? Thinking, oh, oh, it's Burton Cummings, that jerk, with that great voice and great music. See, I don't, I don't like this whole build-up on this. I like to get right to See, I don't want to go buy it. Here we go. Too much foreplay there for me. Huh? See, that's that's all I wanted to hear was like that. I mean, guess who? It's, uh, there, there's another. I'm not saying that they're you know, everybody who knows who they are would admit that they're sensational. I mean, they're no P. Duddy or anything like that. They're no Biggie Small. Now, if Josh tells me he doesn't like the guess who, I'm, I'm leaving. No, I, I would not say that I like them. You would not say what? I do like them. They're good. Oh. But not very enthusiastically, though. Well, excuse In other words, me. They're okay. They're like the Carpenters. <laughs> yeah, when I think of the guess who, I always think of the Carpenters. I think maybe that was like the reincarnation of Karen Carpenter sitting there next to Burton Cummings with that hot machine, man. And I was losing my ass. I mean, losing my ass. And the two of them, their machines are just spitting money. I like, like there was a little man inside inventing it, printing it. Like there was a printing press inside each machine. But anyway, how did we get into the music thing? What did we get started on that? I'm sure I started it. Yes, you did. You always it was did. about the rap music, about the fact that it sucks and that they don't make any good music anymore. Something like that. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hello, Neil. Hello, sir, yes. Yes, I agree with you about music, but once in a while, as a new artist comes along, they really blow your mind. It's a lady like Cena Cruz. Uh, her name is Amy Winehouse. Have you heard of her? No. Oh, amazing. Google her. She's amazing. Amy Winehouse. Okay. Okay. Amy Winehouse. Anybody know who that is? No. Yeah, I bet you Josh knows where the wine house is. There's booze around. He knows where it no, is. I don't First drink it's wine. Free. You don't drink wine? No, I can't. You're like Dracula. I never drink wine. Never. Why not? I just can't stand the taste, honestly. It's an acquired taste, I think. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I like wine. I have. I literally, wine. I couldn't drink a glass if if I wanted to. Even on pa- Pesach. <laughs> Even Especially. at the uh, Passover Seder, you wouldn't drink a little Manischewitz or Mogan David. See, that real fruit, I think because it's probably too fruity, some of those wines, you know? A little bit too fruity and kind of like... Gay. Yeah, and if you drink enough of it, I think it makes you... Gay. Well, and a couple of people were interested in knowing how come you had... Uh, uh, Eric tells me that it's the Blue Light District where the, the gay section in Amsterdam. I never really noticed that. I don't know what he's talking about. but he said, And I, I think he had it spelled wrong. He spelled it B-L-U-E. Now, I do like that song. Who the hell did Blue? Da, 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 da. Who does that? Um, hmm. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. Now, now there's a, you know, within, within most of your lifetimes, anyway. Yeah, the, da- the dance song. 
Yeah, well, it's called like Dabba Dee Dabba Die or something. Right, that's it. It's called it? Blue. Uh, it is called Blue. Is it? Oh, I'm looking for it right now. Let me now. tell you right now, Mister. I know that song when I had my uh, satellite dishes a hundred years ago in Amsterdam. Too bad that that apartment wasn't livable. I could be sitting in Amsterdam right now in my apartment, as opposed to here. Not that there's anything wrong with being here. I'm not knocking today. You don't have blue. I don't Should think be so. in there. No, I'm not seeing. No. It. Google it. See who the hell's saying that. See, and I, I'm embarrassed. I should know that. Of course, when you when you Google blue, you're just going to all you're going to do you know, the color blue. But a beep, but we don't care about uh, the color blue. We want to know about the song blue. Okay. Eiffel 65. That's it. Eiffel 65. Right. I told you. <laughs> and you still don't have it, do you? Nope. What a pile of crap! Now, now, you like that song? If you tell me you don't like that song, I'm I'm playing the I'm doing going to the break. And more for like comedy purposes, I like it. It's not you know, it's more of a joke. Comedy song purposes? To me. Yeah, it's like a joke to me. You mean you mean like what you just said? Three fifty. Love in a deceptive way With somebody's picture Stolen from my space Blowing words out of my ass On a fake profile Trolling online Trolling online Trolling online I could be good looking Or a bad hairy age By your game Maybe just strange. Look at all my gullible friends that I've got so far. Trolling online. Trolling online. Trolling online.
Bye bye.